What's and going on? Underpaid, Hello. qualified, underpaid, underqualified, underpaid. I don't even know where I'm going with this. We're back for the final. So shebang. distracted. <laughs> this is gonna sound terrible to everyone except us. Yeah, and to our loyal four to eight different listeners across the country. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't understand what just happened, which is you know probably most people, we uh, John and I usually decide who's going to intro an episode based on who picks the topic but as you notice we both talked over each other because that's always great for a podcast right absolutely and what might be the I reason just choked on my spit <laughs> yeah it makes for uh even more epic dramatic podcast uh introduction <laughs> almost dying um but yeah part of the re- what's the reason that we did that jaw we figured since this is probably one of our going to be a longest episodes and something that we mutually discussed and that this may potentially be our last episode until the next one that we would probably intro this together. I thought this was the last episode. <laughs> I'm just kind of keeping things at a cliffhanger. So in case we do reconvene. Oh, potential. Okay. So it's not so much a goodbye, but a goodbye for now. Yes. See you later. Ooh. Okay. That's funny. This was uh, presented to me as the end. I thought it was the big shebang. I really brought my A game for this, but uh, now I don't have to try because we'll just do it again, right? Who knows? Maybe we'll start again in 1, 10, 15 years? Yeah, the reunion no one asked for. That's what we'll call it. Um, But anyways, it's been a while. What has it been, like a month now? I don't think we've done a podcast in August, have we? I want to say no. I think we, yeah, we haven't done anything in in August. We Last thing we did was July. I think it was just things dif- different things came up. Yeah, we've been some busy mofos. It's almost the end of August, too. So it's not even like August 5th and we haven't done a podcast yet. It's August 25th. So yeah, it's very like I where did the month go? Yep, that's getting older. That's you're just you're just gonna be saying that a lot more, a lot more frequently <laughs> with shorter time periods. I say that now. So yeah, no, probably it's going to get worse. Yep, you're right. Yep. What an optimistic note to end on. But, uh, yeah, I think we got some updates to talk about. Uh, I got some stuff to talk about. I'm sure you got some stuff to talk about, right? Like my life? Yeah, I don't know. You've had eh. some <laughs> You must have been this busy that we couldn't do the podcast, maybe, right? I mean, mostly just, like, work. All right, well, I got some updates in that case. Uh, well, what you been up to? What I've been up to. To summarize, let's see. I uh, went bungee jumping for the first time. Did you see that on Instagram? I- did how was that that was probably the scariest thing i've ever done <laughs> i don't know if you could see that could you see the fear in my face in the video i could and at the same time as i watched it i could also see me never doing it yeah well <laughs> the full story on it i don't know if we have time for another podcast i'll try to say some highlights but if you knew the full story you might be even more afraid because uh so this was in oroville have you heard of that area uh sounds familiar Okay, it's basically kind of Sacramento-ish, two and a half hours away. Uh, as soon as I get there, um, well, there's not many bungee jumping companies in the Bay Area. And this one, the website didn't exactly look super modern. <laughs> you know, it kind of looked like early 2000s, a guy who, like, learns how to use Java and create a website vibe, you know, which uh, maybe isn't the most comforting thing for, like, a business if you're trying to go bungee jumping. Um, but, yeah, as soon as I get there, there's, like, I don't know, eight or ten other people and uh the guy who is running the activity comes along has a really good energy to him kind of kind of gopro surfer kind of vibe to him you know and uh within the first five minutes he says uh as you guys know this isn't a legal activity (laughs) 
Wait, this is? Yeah, is. Correct. Wait, okay. <laughs> but it's just funny. Like, I don't know if he said, as you know, but the vibe was like, he said it just kind of in passing, like somehow we all knew this and like basically nobody in the group knew, but nobody <laughs> wanted to say anything or question him because, you know, he's the one running the whole thing. So, uh, yeah, basically the, <laughs> the entire thing was illegal. He uh, doesn't, it's illegal because he doesn't get permits for it because uh, he doesn't want to pay the permit, I guess. But yeah, this dude guy, this dude does this every Saturday at a different location. And literally, if, like, we were in an area where, like, any cars were driving by, he'd be like, don't make eye contact. Don't tell anyone what we're doing. <laughs> he would say that. Yeah, kind of, more or less. Okay. And, like, the place we, like, did you see, could you tell where I was in the photo? Uh, I mean, it was on a bridge. It was a little, yeah. Yeah, so I only recall you on a bridge, and let me, let me, where else would you really be bungee jumping, right? But that's yeah. really all I recall. Yeah, the bridge was, uh, it was an area underneath a bridge. You know, sometimes if you look underneath a bridge, there's like a walkway that you can get on. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, Just keep going with the story. Okay, so, yeah, there's a walkway underneath a bridge where, you know, like construction workers or people working on the bridge can go, and there's a gate closing it that's locked. And <laughs> we had to climb over this gate <laughs> that was locked to get, it wasn't a super, like, high climb, but basically, like, if you look down, it's a little sketchy. And uh, if you see the Instagram photos, it's I, it's kind of easier to see uh, than me just describing it now. But, like, the walkway that we went on, like, it, it, you, were, like you weren't walking on, like, a tightrope or anything. But the, there were enough gaps that <laughs> you could easily, like, if you sat down, you could easily slip out and fall, like, on this bridge that's as tall as the Golden Gate Bridge. So, uh, yeah. Is the website called Bungie Adventures? Uh, I kind of don't want to say it because it's illegal and this will be publicly out there. <laughs> All right. Because I'm just trying to look for the site myself right now to take a look. You won't see any photos of like the area that I did on the website if yeah, it is the correct place. But uh, if you see my Instagram, if you look at my Instagram post, just to shamelessly plug that, uh, you'll see kind of what I'm talking about, baby. Um, but yeah, it's kind of when we finally did the jump, um, it, the way I think of it, it's like imagine like a computer with the most intense antivirus security that is like protected against every sketchy site you can imagine. And then on that computer, you try to download the sketchiest porn file <laughs> or like, like just most virus filled looking link or anything like that. And the computer keeps telling, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to download this? Like, are you like every instinct in the computer is saying this doesn't make sense. You shouldn't be doing it. It's kind of what my brain was going through, like, while on the bridge and, like, looking down and, like, thinking, like, okay, I just have to, like, actually jump off this. It's, like, every instinct in your brain is, like, this is not what you're supposed to be doing when you fall. There's supposed to be a ground. You're not supposed to be, like, looking this high down um, and just jumping off a bridge. But, uh, yeah, forced myself to do it and uh, screamed very loud, had a nice banshee kind of shrill and uh survived so all's well that ends well right yeah i'm actually looking at it it's kind of cool to have like that walkway thing going on underneath yeah you could yeah now it makes more sense when you see the photos right yeah yeah so basically that if you see to the left or right i don't know if you can tell but there's kind of gaps in the railing so you could like easily sit on those and just like slip out if you want you know it's not yes. like yeah so uh <laughs> It's, it's like a maintenance, like, walkway or something. Exactly, yeah. Something like construction people or, like, I don't know, anyone working on the bridge would be... Okay, yeah. so everything about this looks gorgeous. The bridge looks pretty neat. The, whatchamacallit, the, the area that you're 
bungee jumping. I could see like a lot of the erosion, a lot of the stuff, the riverway. At the same time, holy fuck, I would never do this. You're batshit crazy. <laughs> well, it was on the bucket list, you know. Got to do it once. But uh, yeah, it was <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the the group I did it with. I feel like I was probably the most scared of all of them. Somehow they just happened to like mostly be Marines, <laughs> like all these really buff, like ripped dudes. You could just tell have this like Marine instinct in them. But uh, glad I did it. You know, you, you ever just had that feeling of just you're happy you did something that took you out of your comfort zone? I feel like that was probably college job. But at this point, I'm like senile and like I'm well okay in my comfort zone jaw. So yes, I would say yes back then. Ah, you're cynical, jaded jaw now. Yeah, it comes with age. It just gets worse. <laughs> We're the same know. age, so it's all good. You can do it, jaw. Yeah, no, bungee jumping is not on my list. So like <laughs> skydiving, <laughs> been there, done that, did that in college, loved it. Oh, you did um, skydiving. Yeah, I did skydiving back in college. It was a Groupon thing. Um, <laughs> don't regret it at all. I heard people always joke that you shouldn't use a Groupon when skydiving just because, you know, it's such a... <laughs> you're going to get discount on this activity, where, excuse me, where your life's in jeopardy. Yeah, I feel like bungee jumping is much more uh, riskier because... Um, I know for one, I won't find it comfortable because you're, you have that, uh, that recoil when you jump back up, uh, and then you kind of like bounce back and forth uh, up and down. Really. I'm pretty sure that I wouldn't really enjoy that at all. It's what I would probably have to go starving and then eat afterwards and then probably throw up. Um, yeah, I, and I, I'm probably statistically, it's fairly safe. I definitely yeah. don't trust it, especially where there's like there's no partner, there's no like oh second parachute kind of thing. In this case, it's you got the rope and you and hopefully it's tied right and hopefully it wasn't overmeasured. And yeah. Yeah, you can't really go tandem bungee jumping, I guess. But uh a few things on what you just said. So uh yeah, I was always curious, like what is more dangerous, skydiving or bungee jumping? According to this guy, <clears throat> said skydiving is actually more dangerous. It's like uh one in uh, I forget the exact statistic. Like, I forget the exact statistic, but basically, bungee jumping, he said, is like less deaths than you see in skydiving on average. Um, and he actually, this was kind of comforting, but he said he'd done over 10,000 bungee jumps with different groups and he'd done this for over 30 years and not one death. <laughs> he said, um, one time somebody's like foot came loose out of a strap, but there was another body strap and, uh, like other foot straps. So as long as you have one, you're fine. Uh, so that was kind of comforting. And he actually said he wrote, he got his master's in the, uh, science, the physics or something to do with physics of bungee cables. So, uh, I think I get the impression he like lives bungee jumping, you know, it really sounds like this person really likes bungee jumping. <laughs> Hey, he does this every Saturday on his website. And, like, some of the ones – I the original one I was going to do would be 300 feet. But he uh, he said that one – I wanted to GoPro it, uh, get GoPro footage of it no matter what. Because, like, if I'm going to do that, I need <laughs> I need documentation. You know what I mean? I can't just tell somebody and be like, oh, you had to be there. But, um, yeah, so he's, the original one I was going to do was 300 feet. But he said they do that one at night because they don't want anyone to find him. <laughs> so imagine doing this kind of thing at night no lights oh wow okay yeah scary so, just a yeah. little bit scary some people are just wired differently you know yes yeah and that was this guy but uh 
And it's funny, the actual feeling, I think, skydiving feels better, I think, because the physics of jumping out of a moving object, you know, the moving plane, whereas bungee jumping, it's kind of like that roller coaster feeling, you know, when you hit a drop, you know, like when you first, you know, you do like go down really, really intensely. It's kind of that feeling, kind of like a hollow feeling in your chest as soon as you jump. That was the worst part for me. The actual like jumping once the uh, cables extend all the way and you kind of bounce up that part was kind of fun i had a good time with that it was just the first jump off that uh was not digging nice okay well yeah no still leaning towards the skydiving aspect of like between the two yeah did you uh do you know how uh how many feet yours was mine was fifteen thousand, i think oh shit i don't remember mine was i just remember regretting not going like paying extra for the taller uh, height regretting paying extra or not paying i didn't extra? get the taller height like i did enjoy the fall uh-huh. super fun but definitely if you pay extra you can fall a lot longer i wish i did uh, that instead okay i mean by the time i was like a college student, so i didn't really have too many i didn't have too much money to <laughs> blow on that so i figured oh i'll come back to do it again later sometime in the meantime you know what this will be fine we'll do the lower height so yeah yeah i feel that i did fifteen thousand. But I think my free fall came out to like a minute. And then if you did 18,000, that was the next highest. It was like a minute and a half or two minutes of free falling. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, So update number one for me. I'll try to make fast the other ones. Uh, Went on a midi vacation. Went to uh, Denver, Vail, Denver, Colorado, Vail, Colorado, Austin, Texas, and uh, Miami, Florida, all in a week, six days. Um, And going to Honolulu to Friday. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of traveling. Um, yeah. You been to any of those places? Um, none of those places, actually. Um, myself, that's a lot of traveling. I probably personally wouldn't do that just because it's a lot of places. And I mean, I know you would probably pack a lot of things more so as opposed to where I probably would want to take my time a little bit more so. Yeah, it was it was that it was that a relaxing vacation. It was pretty much on the go all the time, every second, you know, doing something, you know. Um, yeah, that's a little excessive for me. I need to have those breaks. Probably, I mean, depending on the night, right? So, like, if we are doing night events, oh yeah, sure, let's plan for that. If we're doing like day events, I don't want to do too much night events so that I can rest up for the next day. So, which is why, like, I do know that you tend to pack things, so then you get like effectively your money's worth. How do you know I pack things? <laughs> it's true, you but I told just, me before. I just can't remember ever. I will, what context would I tell you I pack things? <laughs> the last time you traveled? Uh, when was that? I don't even know. Doesn't everyone uh, pack though? Do you not pack? Is that is that? Oh, a no, I mean, like you pack your schedule. Oh, I thought you meant like pack a bag. I'm like, doesn't everyone? <laughs> no, you pack your schedule a lot more, and you do a lot more things in one day, kind of thing. Oh yeah, no, it's true. I do it for the gram, man. <laughs> Gotta get photos. Um. But uh, yeah, you want to hear my experience. I I won't tell you every day, but I'll tell you my experience in Denver. So uh, as soon as I get to the airport, I walk outside and the air looks kind of like foggy. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. I thought it was supposed to be summer. Why is it hot? And then I quickly smell the air. And I'm like, oh, God, that's not fog. Can you guess what it is? Smoke. Yep. Because everywhere is on fire. Anything on the west side of America is on fire. Well, this was specifically fire from California, so it's like it's almost like my presence was this bad omen that brought California's shit over to Denver. You know? Did you tell people that you're from California? 
Uh, yeah, occasionally. Yeah. And they, and that did happen once where somebody is like, yeah, your fires are coming over to us. And I was like, sorry, it's not me. Um, yeah. That's, at that moment, I wouldn't even say where I'm from unless <laughs> I, they explicitly asked. I mean, they're not gonna, if anyone actually begrudges me for that, I'm not the person who actually set the fire and ain't me, you know? We yeah, but start there are some the people fire, where they yeah. get self-righteous where it's like, I just don't want to deal with you. I'm here to have fun, not have this conversation. Yeah, I don't let them get to me. Um, but <laughs> one experience with a person that did freak me out. So, so as soon as I get to Denver, um, you know, the smoke, not the greatest introduction. And um, like it's I'm waiting in line for a rental car for like two hours while this air isn't good outside. And I'm looking up how bad the air is. And apparently it was like top five worst in the world, if not number one for that specific weekend. And like the one day it's supposed to get better is the day I'm leaving. <laughs> so I'm like, Jesus, Ooh, I, okay. I really picked the best time to come here. So funny enough, I wore my mask like more so outside than I did actually indoors. <laughs> Not because of COVID, just because I didn't want to breathe in the air. Like it was to the point where they said, if you breathe in enough of this air, if you're like exercising, exercising, it's equivalent to like smoking two cigarettes. I'm like, awesome. Perfect time for me to be here. <laughs> Yeah, that's unfortunate. That just sucks. I think it was also the same weekend where like the air and the Bay Area is actually fairly bad because there just happened to be the perfect air, uh, perfect like wind just blowing all the smoke, just making it miserable. So I just stayed indoors the time. So glad that we have AC. So that was nice. Yeah, that's good at least. Um, the, you know, funny enough, it actually ended up being okay. Like, I, I feel like I still, like, the smoke wasn't so bad that, like, I couldn't go outside or do anything. I just tried to keep my mask on at all times and not breathe in or, like, do any, like, strenuous exercise where I had to breathe in deeper than need be. But, uh, um, what was I going to say? Did you, yeah, like, just, hike or anything? Yeah, I did, like, two small hikes. Nothing, like, huge. Like, I did this one called Garden of the Gods, which is, like, a really nice Red Rocks kind of hike. If you're able to Google it, you'll see um and then i did this other hike called seven falls which is kind of a waterfall staircase hike which is pretty cool both are really scenic but they weren't like super strenuous hikes like nothing more than like three miles tops if Ooh, that, you know seven um seven falls seems seven falls is something that you'll definitely do like towards the end of spring yeah, or no, yeah towards the end of spring because then it's like it's not gonna be too cold but you'll still get a good steady flow of water yeah, actually, I felt like the water was pretty perfect here. And not to shamelessly plug my photos again, but if you look on my uh, Instagram when I posted Denver, you'll see uh, how the water looked there. This um, conceited man. <laughs> I'm just, it's a, it's a visual element to the story, man. Gotta, gotta present it. But um, I was gonna say, yeah, so uh, as soon as I got to Denver, though, so in addition to the smokes and everything, the hotel I booked was is as cheap as possible, right? And you know how LA, like you're in one street and it's really nice. Then you make one left and you're suddenly on a sketchy, completely different street. Sure. Yeah. So uh, a little bit of that vibe in Denver <laughs> where I was in like this nice downtown area. And then like I'm two blocks away from my hotel and suddenly it's just sketch as fuck. Just like you're just, it feels like tenderloin vibes, like in Denver, you know, and the hotel that I'm going to, like, it doesn't look like. Like the employees are nice, but it just looks cheap and like not super, super well taken care of. And it's got a super small parking lot and all the cars are already packed in the parking lot. So I have no idea where to park. And I have a rental car that's like bigger than the one I usually drive. So that's hard to like navigate, you know, and the employee tells me there's like this super tiny alley that I can go down and then 
if I go down there, there's another parking lot where I can park. But in this alley is like three people like that just have the super sketchy vibe to them, similar to like the tenderloin, you know. And um, <laughs> so I drive my car in there and it just feels like tight as fuck. It's like super uncomfortable. I'm like passing these people. They're just giving me weird looks. And I'm like in the city I've never been to before alone in this hotel that looks sketch. I've got all my stuff and I pass by them and uh park in this parking lot that's you know just a little bit across from the hotel and feeling sketched out already like is this like gonna be okay should i leave this rental car here will something happen and uh then one of the people who i pass by in that alley um is like kind of in my peripherals like um and he's like walking a little bit closer and eventually like is right outside the window the passenger side window and kind of like i'm already sketched out just the fact that he's there and like nobody's really around and i'm i'm like waving my hands like no whatever you want i don't want it you know like whatever you're trying to say no no you know and you don't want he, candy and jump into the white unlocked van sad or fortunately no uh, no white van so i didn't have to worry about that temptation of uh getting candy <laughs> but um no he uh he's i can't hear what he's saying and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna open the doors no matter what doors are locked i'm not oh, unrolling a window nothing like that you know and he just gives me a look and or, uh, he just looks at me and he's trying to communicate something and then he uh proceeds to gesture in not official sign language but gesture is a, a blowjob <laughs> like puts his tongue on his cheek and his hand you know like signifying some sort of blowjob action so I'm not sure if that meant he was offering or he was like a pimp who had a prostitute and he was offering that. But either way, I was like, no, no, no. And uh, just that sketched me out enough that I was like, all right, you know what? I'm not going to park here. And I just drove away and went to like start seeing sites with all my luggage in the car and shit. And I was like, when I come back, hopefully there's like parking. And uh, fortunately there was, so it all worked out. And then like for the rest of the stay, the parking lot wasn't full so I could stay in and, you know, was able to avoid sketchy vibes, but uh, you mean yeah. you didn't like being propositioned? Nah, creep me out, man. I was like, <laughs> Jesus, am I about to get raped because I like denied this guy's request? You know? <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't okay, be creeped out. Looking by that? back on it now, would you want to have like a better hotel? A blowjob? No. Still, <laughs> answer still no job. Sorry. What are you? What are you saying? Would you have paid for a better hotel? uh ultimately no because it was just that one day but at the time i was like oh fuck what's gonna happen like it was more the first day i was staying in denver for three more days so it was like am i gonna have to go through this every day like trying to like park in this sketchy alley not knowing what's gonna happen in the rental car you know but it was only saturday the first day where the parking lot was full so the rest of the days i was able to park in the parking lot which was like gated so i wasn't worried you know so Okay, so quick question on the national parks that you or the parks that you did go to was that all out in Colorado Springs? Uh, tell you the truth, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't, they were both like an hour away. The kind of inconvenient thing about all the national parks and like good hikes in Colorado is like they're not close by one another, they're all like at least an hour apart from each other. Okay, so. and were they okay? The two like parks were close to each other, but they're just an hour from Denver, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, cool. Then I'm looking at the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you Google Garden of the Gods, you'll see the right thing. Um, yeah, Gar I really like both of them, though. I think it was good. I wanted to go to Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain National Park, but uh, not enough time, sadly. But uh, still, successful trip. Glad I went to each city, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely, like, fun. Did you go by yourself? Yep. Solo trip for the win. 
Nice. Okay. Well, my weeks haven't been as exciting. I mean, the most I've done really is stay at work, spend time with the girlfriend. Um, video games? Not even that much. I haven't touched like most video games. Like last night, I was like probably the first time I played video games actually in a week. Damn. Uh, even though That's like unusual. I'm not currently taking classes. That's unusual for you too, right? Well, no, it's because like last year I was spending a lot of time on this toxic game called Destiny. Basically, it's like any other MMO. So when I say MMO, think of like your character, you do quests, you go through the lore. So like World of Warcraft, Maple Story, um, Final Fantasy, whatever the fuck, which iteration that is. Um, and so Destiny was something I did spend a lot of time with. But over time, it was just, okay, you know what? I don't really have time for this. It's I enjoy it in the sense of like I could play something in the background and play this game simultaneously. But now it's, okay, you know, it's not as it just felt like work at the end. Like any MMO becomes work. Um, so that's what ultimately became. Um, yeah, so that's why I haven't really been playing too much games. And I guess I'm just waiting for a couple other games to come out. And then I'll probably spend more time on that. Mm, okay, so August has a lay low month for you. A little bit, yeah. So it's been a lot of like just meeting a few other friends, uh, doing double dates, stuff like that. And that kind of uh, became like a lot of that, actually. But yeah, why haven't Still, we done a double date? What's up with that, huh? Huh? Why haven't we done a double date, huh, Joe? I don't know. Why haven't we? I don't know. We strangely never hang out outside of the podcast. What's up with that? Are we not going to hang out after the podcast is done? <laughs> no, this is the Excel friendship. It is a conditional thing. Mm. Yeah, you did oh. never invite me to movies. That always pissed me off. We would always talk about movies, and I was like, why do I never get one invite to these movies, Jossies? I think I did invite you once, and you're like, oh, that's a little far. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the theaters you go to suck. They're super far away, not near anything cool. <laughs> well, it's also, like, usually in the direction I head. Mm. Where do you live now? San Leandro? I'm still in the San Leandro area. How far is Hayward from you? Like the city next over? Oh, there you go. Why don't you go to the Hayward Theater? Hayward's the shit. Is the shit or just shit? Sorry, I mumbled that. Drinking water. Is the shit. I like, well, at least the, maybe not Hayward, Hayward itself, but uh, the theater. I like that theater a lot. Have you been there? I've not been to the theater. I think it's newer, but I've been to the uh, round one. I think they open up like right close towards on um, pandemic, but no, at the time I had a AMC membership. I had the AMC A lister, so because ah, of that, I would right. gear towards like going there more so, and like I almost had no reason ever to go to another theater. Mm, I get that, yeah. Well, yeah. the Hayward Theater's actually been around for a long time, at least like since I was like in high school, pretty much. So over oh, ten okay. years. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a really good theater. It's got a good shopping center around it too, but um. Speaking of theaters, I think we can transition into a uh, smooth transition to another topic. Um, well, I guess we, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Spider-Man or, Spider or Shang-Chi? Literally, well, let's talk about Spider-Man because it literally came out yesterday. I'm going to try to post this as soon as possible later tonight. Okay. All right. So Spider-Man first because Jaw is, is cool with Asian hate and wants to talk about the white guy before the Asian guy. Only because one is a little bit currently relevant because we just, like, had a trailer drop. Okay, that's fair. No, I get you. Okay, anyways, uh, Spider-Man. So, I think this is a good uh, kind of tiebreaker because, let's see, we agreed on Black Widow, right? But we didn't agree on Loki, per se. So, this will be, like, a tiebreaker. See if we agree on this one, right? Yes. All right. Uh, Want to do one-word review? 
What do you thought of the trailer? Okay, I need like two words. Okay, I'll I'll do two words then. <laughs> Good teaser. Uh forced and entertaining. Forced entertaining? Forced the two separate words. Okay. Forced and entertaining. Yes. Huh. So is that ultimately a good thing or mixed? I mean, um, okay, so I'll say the good news and then the bad news. So my opinion is that I'm excited, right? So basically none of it really is like against the whole like, oh, you know what? Nothing discredits Andrew Garfield and um, Tobey Maguire is not in it. If anything, it just reinforced those rumors. So it's like, oh, cool. okay, cool. So some of the actors are coming back. It's great to see. We might see like a redemption for Jamie Foxx, but also seeing Doc Ock was super cool. Um, the intro for that. So, and I guess we don't have to give a spoiler warning because this is literally the trailer and this is just our opinions and basically a breakdown of it. And so that's why I'm excited for it. And seeing the Goblin, I think I didn't really hear too much rumors about uh, Green Goblin. So we might get... Um, Willem Dafoe as the Goblin back, maybe. Yeah, so pretty I'm, psyched about that. I'm like 99.99% sure that from that trailer we can confirm he's in it. Uh, just because that laugh, that is like, if you listen to that laugh closely, that laugh can be no no one other than Willem Dafoe, you know? I mean, yeah, but like right now, I mentioned before with how I'm taking Marvel movies at this point is, okay, cool. If they have it, great. I'm not going to like try to anticipate too much into it. I'm not going to dig into it too much because a lot of it was, hey, we never said we're going to have it or like, oh, surprise, isn't this great? It's it's kind of like, all right, you know what? Just, I'm done with the interviews. I'm done with, we can't say anything or like, oh yeah, no, we want to redact that because like we fucked up at some point. I'm like, yeah, you don't want to get too right, invested you know what? if you get disappointed. Yeah, so it's, all right, cool. We saw it cautiously optimistic i mean we at the end of the day we can for sure confirm that there is going to be a green goblin and you're right we can safely assume that it might be uh i keep thinking jk simmons but not him (laughs) william defoe he could be in it too maybe that'll be the twist well no jk simmons is in it uh well i don't yeah he's j jonah jameson well is he confirmed to be in it though i mean he was in the last one yeah so like, like if they're oh what you're saying is I mean, if, he, if they reprise his role, then it's going yeah. to be him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's likely, but... Well, okay. I think I've been keeping tabs on this movie unhealthily, <laughs> uh, obsessively for the past couple weeks because uh, I've just been watching, like, YouTube, like, spoiler, potential spoiler episode after potential spoiler episode of, like, random vloggers who are, like, talking about their, like, insider, like, um, spoilers that they're getting from people and um i don't know do you want me to not say any of those will they potentially be spoilers because some of them i almost feel like are confirmed at this point but i mean i'm treating everything more as like cautiously optimistic and i've already i mean like almost this thing this movie is the most spoiler like theory heavy driven movie i think in a while for in terms of comic book stuff yeah because Okay, well, in that case, this probably won't be too bad because I've heard it's basically confirmed that Green Goblin is going to be, like, the main baddie in this. Um, and I've heard it's confirmed that Charlie Cox is going to be in this. And oh, yeah. He, he's going to actually... There's a scene in the trailer where Peter's, like, at a police table, and then apparently that's supposed to be right before he walks in and says he's going to be Peter Parker's lawyer. Um, I've yes, heard I've heard that rumor as well. Yeah, and also in the trailer, this is super subtle and you wouldn't notice it, but 
There's a second, there's like a one second shot of elect electricity, which is supposed to be a nod to Electro as Jamie Foxx, but he'll look better <laughs> than he did in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I guess. Um, yeah, so they're saying like, oh, we're changing it from blue to yellow to like fix that mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then there's also in that same shot with the electricity, you can see sand. So that's supposed to be a nod to Sandman, I think, too. Yep, heard that too. Honestly, I didn't catch it the first time until like I watched uh, a YouTube video on it. And for yeah. me, it was because the world was collapsing and I just took, oh, the world is unstable. That's all I took it for. Not like, oh, it's actually Sandman and Electro. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. You have to have a pretty good eye for that stuff to notice it on the first time. I definitely didn't. I always like it like wait as soon as i see a trailer i always wait like 15 minutes for like the trailer breakdown video somebody with like just the most insane level of detail will analyze you know um and then i don't know if you caught this did you see there's like a one second this is the hardest one to see but apparently it's supposed to be lizard did you see that one oh my gosh yeah so i saw a youtube video that they mentioned it and i forgot i did i watched the trailer like another three times and i missed it yeah so if yeah it's the shot when peter's like wearing a suit and he's kind of in a dark uh dark lit area and there's like a reflection behind him of some movement that looks like it's attacking him and he turns around and he looks surprised so i think it's supposed to be lizard you can kind of vaguely see it i think that's the hardest one to see though for sure um yeah and then what makes me wonder with this the question that i have now is if for anyone who doesn't know the comics you know there's a thing with Spider-Man, that was pretty iconic called the Sinister Six. It's basically like six of the main villains all team up. And there's kind of it's kind of like the Avengers. There's different variations, like you know, um, some villains. I don't know. It's it's not always one like set cast of the Sinister Sinister Six. There's a few different variations. Why is that hard to say? Sinister Sinister, Sinister six. six. Say it five times fast. Sinister yeah. Six, Sinister Six, Sinister Six, Sinister Six, Sinister Six. All right, one of us can't talk English. I guess it's me. Um, and I'm the uh, immigrant. <laughs> yeah, you're just too good with languages. Um, but if we okay, if we put this together, so if it's supposed to be the Sinister Six, um, <clears throat> then that's Green Goblin, Doc Ock, uh, Electro, um, Sandman, and well, wow, it's really dark. The yeah, lizard right. scene. Yeah. So if we put this together, that's five: Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Electro, Sandman, Lizard. Five, right? So it begs the question, who's the sixth? So I've heard different spoiler sites say, one person said it's Rhino, but goddamn, I hope it's not Rhino because that character was so stupid. It just looked ridiculous. Um, Paul Giamatti, you know, God bless you, do what you want, but uh, I'm not feeling you for this movie. Um, but I think if you have three villains from the Sam Raimi movies and then two villains from the Andrew Garfield ones. Wait, what's your... Oh, Lizard. Okay. Yeah, Lizard and Electro. I think it would make sense to get one from the Marvel movies. So, I mean, it's hard to imagine which one it would be, but I kind of would lean towards... If they did Mysterio, that'd be kind of cool. Like Jake Gyllenhaal. Well, I thought he's dead. Oh, is he? I thought he was in jail. I can't remember. Oh, wait, maybe he killed, was dead. Well, that's the point of it. It's like you... The droids killed him or something like that. It's like, well, you own the drones. Well, maybe, well the thing is, that's another spoiler. So, apparently... Uh, all these characters are supposed to be brought back the moment before they die. Um, I don't know if that's true. Obviously, there's like, you know, take it with a great assault. So maybe something with Doctor Strange's spell in the multiverse will allow its own Mysterios back before he died. I don't know. I don't know. So, um, like, all that, it's... I, I think it's going to be um, Vulture because people really like Vulture. Um, the, he yeah. was a fan favorite. 
and I think that might be the case. Um, I'll just make Michael Keaton extremely busy. Yeah, he's Batman, cool. Vulture, Birdman. <laughs> yeah, so like I, I'm excited in that sense. So watching a frame by frame, uh, seeing the what's called the the Spider Man black suit in it, that's that's pretty neat. I really like it. Um, yeah, they just randomly peppered that in, like no context. He's like, well, he's they've been selling the toys holes. with. So right now, like one of the biggest money makers for comic book movies is toys, and so a lot of times people can kind of figure out what kind of costumes are going to be coming out for these movies because of that, because they sell that well in advance. So they've been selling Spider-Man figurines with the different uh, costumes and they are being used in the movie. Yeah, no, that's true. I'm just saying like the way they peppered it. And sometimes in a trailer, if they show off a cool like suit like that, it might be the last shot you see, but this one was just like randomly in the middle. He's walking through like a hallway, you know, that's what I mean. Oh, I think right now, because they have so many, Because easily already in the trailer, they introduced three different suits. Yeah. And I think they already announced in some form or fashion of, like, multiple suits. And because, like, right now, I think people do expect Spider-Man is, like, Iron Man to have so many suits. Um, Just because of the nature of the hero, even the comic books, whatever. He yeah. always stumbles upon a new suit. Um, In this case, he can use Tony Stark's, like, technology to make a suit. So not a big deal in this case, I guess. Yeah, that black suit's supposed to be like a Doctor Strange suit. Like, he gives him, like, magic. Like, there's a magic yeah, kind of thing attached it, to it. Exactly. So, another example of, like, okay, you're not, your new mentor with a goatee thing, beard, to giving you a new suit. Yeah. I think, you know, controversial opinion. I'm a little tired of the suits. I think we could, like, slow down on the suits a little bit. Like, keep it to the traditional suit. I would be happy if you kept that same suit from Homecoming. But uh, that's I'm, just me. <clears throat> I think I'm a little, I am a little bit tired of the suits in the sense of, okay, you have a new suit and then you never wear it again. You have a new suit and you never wear it again. So like what, during Spider-Man 1, you had one traditional suit, sure. Then you got the Iron Spider used in Infinity War. Great. And then immediately in the new one, it's like he forgets to pack his suit, right? So then he ends up using a different suit or something. And then he uses the, uh, the, the, the monkey crawler suit. Yeah, he gets the spy suit Night and monkey. then he gets that last one. <laughs> That, I don't even know which one that was. The spy one? The all black one? Yeah, the night monkey suit. <laughs> um, no, it, yeah. it's, it's very like, okay, you, you introduce the suit. Let, let's have it like a movie and a half kind of thing. Not like a quarter of the movie and then we switch another suit. Yeah, yeah. I think No Way Home. I'm uh, Sorry. Far From Home. I think that was where they should have just kept it to one suit. I think they introduced too many suits on that one. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess they're trying to do the Iron Man thing with this, but uh, I do kind of just miss the traditional suit. I think that's the best one, but excuse me. Um, one other thing I wanted to say was um, the with going back to toys, I think that's a very good point because um, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, have you seen the toy leak um, that people weren't sure if it's real, that it's advertising a toy and it says No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home, and looks like the normal logo, but the actual toy is the exact suit of Tobey Maguire in Tobey Maguire's movies. Have you seen that photo? I have not. No. Yeah. So imagine the Tobey Maguire toy, but basically in cardboard box that says Spider-Man No Way Home. So that's basically what it was. Nice. Cool. So, I mean, that... So that, in addition to... There was also, like, a leaked photo of Andrew Garfield in a, a blue screen wearing the Spider-Man suit. Uh, one could say that, oh, maybe it's an old photo, but... If you look at this photo, his hair doesn't look like it did for either of the two movies he was in. It looks like 
a little bit long, like different style. It kind of looks more like he has now. So it's like all but confirmed these people are in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, no, at this point, it's there's a lot of stuff that people they haven't confirmed at the studio, but there's a lot of evidence really supporting at this point. Yeah, and I did a few months ago. I remember like June thinking like the trailer would come out just because it seemed like a normal time for the trailer to come out. And I did actually hear at the time hear disappointing news at the time that the trailer wasn't going to come out until the next trailer for Shang-Chi and the Eternals comes out, which lo and behold was true. You know, since then, both those trailers have come out. And this trailer wouldn't feature Toby and Andrew. Like, they'll be in the final trailer, apparently. So, Well, no, that makes sense because you don't want to show all your cards. You want you, any trailer, you want to tease and then do a full-on trailer, right? Um, yeah. You want to keep your cards close to your chest. Yeah. I Yeah. It's, but also, uh, I mean, that's, that's also been a common complaint of people. It's more so for comedy movies where everything is released in the trailer. And then when you watch the movie, then it becomes a whole, like, uh all right like i saw that already it doesn't wow me anymore like i would have enjoyed it even more so like i'm hearing it more and more from people like i would have enjoyed it more so if i didn't watch the trailer yeah i get so i get that but i also think there's a thing of like sometimes if it's it's a weird thing because i see i go i could see both sides where it's like if you introduce toby and andrew earlier then there's a bigger level of hype hype building for it so there could be people out there who aren't aware of the toby and andrew thing who are like ah whatever another spider-man movie that's like you know the ninth in the past 10 years i don't really care um but then if like i don't know six months before the movie comes out you're just building this awareness for people that toby and andrew are in it then hypothetically from a marketing marketing perspective then maybe more eyeballs are in it and like really attached to it um but i also then there's also you know like the point you said that you don't want to like spoil too much uh, and just kind of give it away. And there's also, you know, a lot of spoilers or a lot of like surprises that you want to leave for the movie. So I see multiple sides to it, but I am dying for the trailer <laughs> with Toby and Andrew in it because goddamn, it's like, it's almost like I just want the confirmation. Even if they delay the movie, like hypothetically, if Delta gets worse and they delay the movie, I'm almost okay with it. Excuse me, just if I can see the trailer confirming they're in it, I just like need to know they're in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's fair. I think for a lot of people, it, it's kind of like, why are you blue balling me right now? Yeah, because I mean, it, this is one of the closest like releases to a movie, like time frame wise, that like a trailer came out. Usually, trailers come yeah. out like five months before, you know. Well, I mean, this was about four months out. Yeah, it's five, five or six months. I think. Well, they compared like the uh, previous two Spider-Man movies, and this one is definitely like the shortest amount of time between the actual release and the time of the first trailer you know i think that's more to do with covid because a lot of things have been on pause and they're kind of having like a little bit less time to work with like yes they they did have delays but i mean shit happens on top of like covid happens it could be covid but i things aren't i feel like things aren't looking good (laughs) so um yeah i don't know like if it was covid i almost feel like they would delay it even more but well, no, it's like it's already been delayed because of COVID, and so their timeline has already been adjusted. So, like one thing is, is that the What If series, um, right now it's slated to have I think eighteen episodes, but they had to cancel two because of COVID, in order to meet uh, a specific deadline. Even though like it may have been pushed already, they had to cut two episodes, so they're only at 
18 episodes for two seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, two seasons combined will have 18 episodes. So you're saying so, COVID caused the delay in making the movie or the trailer? Yeah, so COVID, what they said was that because of COVID, um, the What If uh, animated series on Disney Plus affected the uh, the creators and animators' schedule. And because of that, what should have been a two-season with a combined total of 20 episodes got shortened into two seasons, 18 episodes. So two different right? stories were not included. So what I'm saying is that, well... Because yes, far from or never no home, home. whatever, or what, whatever <laughs> home, home this fucking movie is called. Third Tom Holland movie. Yeah, it's it probably has its normal, usual like production hiccups on top of all right, we have COVID schedule. We probably only have the smaller window. Uh, schedules have shifted accordingly because different responsibilities. Production probably had to start later, but then oh shoot, no, this actor, that actor, whatever had um, different obligations. We gotta wait. Blah blah blah. I mean, why a lot of different actors weren't able to voice what if. So the first episode had Captain America's storyline, but they didn't have Chris Evans voicing it. Whereas the next episode, they had uh, Chadwick, and he was able to voice it, basically his last uh, reprised role of Black Panther. And so that's what I'm saying is that COVID, even though may have delayed things, and if COVID would have delayed it more, whatever, I think regardless of the fact, it just affected just scheduling in general. That could be, but the only hesitation I have to that is I feel like Shang-Chi and the Eternals still had the regular amount of time between their first trailers and the release dates for their movies. So, I mean, it's a different project, right? So, like, Eternals, yes, they have a big cast. Um, I'm not sure if they started production a little bit earlier or if their production in general is smaller, whereas with... um, Spider-Man, you have a lot of big names in this one, or a lot of different schedules also working. I mean, same argument can be made with Eternals, but again, scale of the project could be different. Or Spider-Man really just has that much more CGI. Uh, I think some YouTuber made a point where, yeah, no, this movie seems to have a fair amount of CGI, which is why the trailer looks like not as good as, not as polished as it could have been. Uh... Well, there was that trailer that leaked that definitely wasn't finished the day before. I don't know if you saw that. That definitely, like, was not polished. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's speculation. It's like, I think that the Eternals, well, it's also the comp- uh, further uh, throw a monkey wrench in there. Sony handles all the marketing. So that's why I think, like, that was more of a methodical thing for them. Like, they wanted to show it at CinemaCon and, like, wait that long. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, we, we won't know this unless we're like inside Marvel and like Sony and know what's going on there, but just high level exec. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, that would be cool. I want to work for Marvel. You think we can make it happen? (laughs) I think it's possible, but to do what we want to do, you'd have to be a high, higher level than whatever we can try to get. I'll do ad ops. We'll do Twitter ad ops for, uh, (laughs) for Marvel. Hey, maybe. Uh, Um, but yeah, anyways, a smooth transition. (laughs) to uh or did you have something you want to say well no going back to the other review that i had was that i felt like the what what i felt was forced um ah yes yeah i feel like okay so minus okay let's i think like one fourth of the movie the beginning of the movie the trailer it just feels forced it's it's really weird it's okay we had this doctor strange who was portraying this person no you can't touch the infinity so this is such a powerful tool you have to be responsible you don't understand defend the universe and then next thing you have is, yeah, Peter, let's go fuck around with the spell that Wong explicitly told me. This is a dangerous spell. Don't use it. Like, don't fucking do it. 
And he's like, no, 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 let's go fuck around with it. And yeah. then, and then next thing you know, it's all right. So yeah, we're going to do the spell, and then everyone's going to forget who you are, Peter. And then Peter's like, oh wait, what about this? What about that? Hey, Peter, stop. Hey, Peter, stop. Oh no, you broke the spell. You know what, Peter? It's your fault. You need to understand that you can't live two lives. It's very like shame on you for story, like shitty storytelling in that beginning. And almost like mixing a, hey, let's have a good message of you can't live dual lives, Peter. You got to pick one. And literally the voiceover from Bendit Cumberbatch, which has, he has an amazing voice, like Morgan Freeman, like soothing voice. It was very like, okay, I'm seeing like two different Doctor Stranges and this plot seems extremely forced or like what drove this occurrence seems extremely forced. So I think those are valid points. Yeah, I did, I did think it was weird that Strange, well, one thing that actually stuck out to me was like, uh, you notice the snow all over the mansion? Oh, I think that's probably going to be a funny joke later. Yeah, I'm just confused. On the, I, like, apparently the reasoning is because of Hulk, like when he smashed down from Infinity War. You remember that? Oh, really? Because, like, yeah. hey, we didn't patch the hole and we have a lot of snow. But what makes me wonder is, like, why wouldn't they patch it up all that time? Because clearly they're implying that a lot of time has passed if it's snowing at this point, And Peter's gone through this trial and whatnot. But, like, a person, I don't know, why would they just not do it? I guess I'm curious on the reason of it. I'm sure it'll be fine. But it's the first thing that sticks out to me, like, why was it not fixed in all that time? Like, the oh. people who can fix half the population of the world can't fix the fucking ceiling of this building, you know? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Who's literally named the Sorcerer Supreme. Actually, I don't know if they gave him that official title. Anyways. Yeah, he can do a spell that can make people forget Peter's identity, but he can't fix a fucking ceiling. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, so, so I was a little curious on that. Um, but yeah, no, that was very strange. I, I do, I mean, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> it was very strange that um that Doctor Strange was so just instantly on board, ready to do it. The one saving grace I'll say though is, you know, sometimes trailers when they're really not trying to spoil things, they'll just compile footage in a way that's a little misleading. Um, and you know, it it might not even be that Peter ruined the spell, you know, but they make it look like Peter ruined the spell because he's talking and then causes all this shit show that happens, but. Part of me wonders if there's something else that goes wrong. Maybe the like Loki connection of like the events with the multiverse simultaneously happen, and then, excuse me, something happens that causes the the spell strange did in conjunction with the multiverse thing happen to have all the villains come. I don't know. Um, it's it definitely seems like a tall order to make it all work, you know, and like explain it in a cohesive way. But the saving grace I'll say is just or the silver lining and potential bit of hope is uh they could make it all work i'm just kind of uh the jury's out until i see the movie you know it is it's very much so and that's weird that he mentions multiverse right so really the couple times that multiverse was mentioned before um loki and avengers was ant-man and dr strange both of those movies and they alluded to the multiverse and this time around they mentioned it again but for somebody who says like oh you can't tamper with the multiverse you don't understand it's like wait we do know that you don't understand it like we explicitly know you don't understand it because the um shit was the organization called the time cops oh uh tva the tva the tva controls it which is outside of your jurisdiction so like that's where i am splitting hair hairs here 
because it's he said, she said. And we know that the Infinity Stones really matter not to the TVA. But for somebody here who is obviously lesser in power of the Infinity Stones, declaring, no, 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 we fucked the multiverse. You have to be sensitive with that. Declaring that makes it sound like, okay, I know for a fact that you're pulling shit out of your ass because Loki's established that this is an entire organization, entire authority. And so it, so what you're saying is, is that it might have coincided with the multiverse. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, like part of me was wondering maybe like it was going to be a twist later in the movie. Like you think Peter's the one who like ruined the spell because he talked during the spell. But then by the end of the movie, Strange says something like, wait, I sent something else. It wasn't what you did that tampered it. There's some other event going on. And maybe that'll lead into Multiverse of Madness. You know what I mean? Like ramifications for that. I don't know. Because that movie's coming up early next year, like March or something like that. But uh, that's kind of one thought that that's kind of one thought that came to mind at least initially. But uh, yeah, I, like Strange in the trailer does say we know frighteningly little about the multiverse, so it makes me leads me to believe he probably like based on that it seems like he doesn't know about the TVA. But you know, again, who knows? Um, I'll just say it seems like a tall order. Uh, I don't envy the job of whoever the writers were for this movie to make it all tie this kind of with setting up Dr. Strange multiverse of madness, working in the fan kind of um, what's that? What's that term? Fan service. Uh, oh, fan service yeah. Fan service with all the previous movies, tying them in and also continuing Tom Holland's story. And then also somehow making this like funny and likable for kids. I mean, and like just, yeah, it's a, it's a tall order, but uh, I feel like really they they may have done a little bit too much, and it may be a little bit okay. So at the end of the day, it depends on when the movie comes out. But if I think they could have gone away, and really people would be okay with that. I would be okay with that. Is is that they make uh, like oh wait, um, yeah, something broke with the multiverse. Probably is a spell or something. I don't understand. Leave it at that and just carry on with the movie, which may very much so be the movie itself. But it's they made they definitely made a heavy emphasis on multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. So it's okay, I so which is why like I said like maybe this first one fourth, one third, whatever the movie is going to be a little bit weird mm -hmm. forced in that sense. And which is why my review was it feels forced, but it seems entertaining. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I do think I think it could be like as much as hard as as hard as it could be to like weave all these like points together. I do think one kind of thing that lends itself naturally together is like the theme of like Peter's identity and like living two different lives, and then the idea of like the multiverse of two different versions of like Peter. Like maybe those could like seeing the different older versions of this character could like reaffirm who he is and what he does. You know, they could, that could be like a cool moment. Um, that's kind of fulfilling to see like one, all of these Spider-Men together and then see kind of the lessons learned for previous Spider-Men pass on to him and then helping him in his current situation, you know? So I feel like that's kind of a perfect storm of like two different factors meeting that really kind of create this unique situation that uh, could make for a really impactful storytelling. So that could be really cool, you know? I just think it's really interesting where like every Spider-Man movie, it's Spider-Man needs a bearded man to help him. <laughs> well, he could need 
him this could be yeah that is interesting but uh this could be the first time it's uh himself helping himself via toby mcguire and andrew garfield like i mean i heard heard there's another spoiler or another potential thing that uh peter the toby mcguire peter is gonna deliver the line with great power comes great responsibility Oh, That'd be better, fucking cool. They better fucking deliver that line because we've already heard that line being butchered two different ways after <laughs> that. Yeah. Are you talking about the Amazing Spider-Man? Oh, Amazing and, like, um, Tom Holland, both of them. Oh, I don't even remember the Tom Holland one, but I just think it would be so full circle because the one time it was delivered was the Tobey Maguire one, so it would be cool seeing Tobey Maguire deliver that to, like, the new Spider-Man kind of really handing off the baton, you know? Yeah, so, like, definitely it was, like, said the best, right? And But then I think the other two is, like, they were trying to allude to it but not really say it because then we don't want to make it too much like Toby's or yeah. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. So it's a little awkward. Yeah. I, and it's also, like, the fact that Marvel's gotten to this point with Sony where, you know, the multiverse is introduced and, like, all this is happening. I think it's, like, making... It's like a MacGyvering. It's like MacGyvering the way Spider-Man has been set up because I feel like everybody thought... Spider-Man was such a mess when they announced there's going to be a third reboot. You're like, oh, again? Like, how are they going to reintroduce these things we've already seen twice, you know? But, like, this is the perfect way to have the Sinister Six because I feel like they were always talking about with both the Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire movies, like, the thought of a Sinister Six was, like, there. But, like, now this is the perfect way to finally make that happen in the most efficient way, you know? You don't have to see, like, six movies with six different villains and then force it together by the seventh movie or whatever. You're just literally taking the multiverse and the all these different villains and characters that you've built up so far and putting it together i think that's like it's such a convenient like fortunate situation you know yeah definitely um yeah no i mean i i am hopeful for it but at the same time it's okay we'll see um it seems like they've made me a little too much it just seems very interesting with the progression of events because it seems like Okay, the point of Spider-Man is, is that he's a kid character and he's just finding his way along the his superhero journey. What I find kind of a little annoying by it is, is that like it seems like dang it, I totally had this point where um it just seems like he's always lost or something like that. And um uh, dang, it, I totally had something about this. Keep talking. Okay. Well, I think I see what you're saying because I'm not too crazy on the tom holland direction i get like i like tom holland i think he plays the character well but you know the direction they're going with these movies is he's you know it's spider boy more than spider man you know what i mean like it's the high school thing he look he's a lot shorter he's a lot smaller he's like you know dealing with more high school stuff um and i think that's good for what it is and a lot of people like that the best but i have to i think i default to the toby Maguire style the most like those are always my favorite even though they're cheesy as hell looking back like i think at the time because there weren't superhero movies like they were seen as like they had a bigger impact at the time and now they are a little bit cheesy in comparison to what we have with the marvel movies now Mm -hmm. but i i like the idea of like toby like toby's spider-man felt like spider-man you know what i mean he was a dude Mm. He was an adult. He was, like, getting shit done. He wasn't worrying about, like, oh, I want to talk to MJ on this field trip. You know what I mean? So, I guess, for my personal preference, I prefer the Tobey Maguire thing, and I felt like his struggles were more relatable, whereas Tom Holland's uh, character's version struggles, I'm not as into, I guess, you know? Oh, yeah. So, I totally remember my point, so thank you for reminding me. Um, is, is that... So, okay, so the second movie, you have the whole, all right, you know what, Peter? You're growing up. I'm passing on the mantle over to you. 
here's basically my entire fucking arsenal of everything and satellite destruction doom thingy. It was a lot of it, and that's that was the point of it. Is that originally it was supposed to be Brie Larson and Captain Marvel uh, championing the next generation of heroes, right? But ultimately, it, it was more explicit that the torch is being passed on to uh, Spider-Man, officially, unofficially, ceremoniously, whatever. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, the franchise is passing on to Spider-Man. Um, and then we're coming back to this where it's like, oh, I'm still this lost, scared kid. Yes, I am still in high school. But at the same time, it's like it just didn't seem like you really didn't have any character development from movie one to now. Um, and so that's why it feels very. So when people ask me, like, who's your favorite Spider-Man? I say Andrew Garfield, because I feel like he did both well enough, whereas I think Toby did a good Spider-Man. But he didn't do the greatest high school student because a lot of it very focused on his growth real fast. Um Whereas yeah. Tom Holland's Spider-Man was like, I think he's a good Peter. Why? Because while people really love the high school Peter, which is why they keep portraying Peter as a uh, as a person that's always struggling, always making ends meet. Like even now, they're rehashing the same story again. So it's like, yeah. oh yeah, he's he's just another average kid. So which is why I think Tom Holland did the better Peter. But I think Andrew did like the most like. Right, you got the high school kid who's trying to make, figure things out, but he's also Spider-Man at the same time. Yeah, I think my only... So a few thoughts there. I think my only... I, I get what you're saying. I think I would have my ranking slightly different. For me, Andrew was a little too cool. You know what I mean? He didn't seem like the social, socially anxious kid at all. He was like the cool indie hipster kid, you know, who didn't give a fuck about like popularity or anything like that or being an outcast. So I guess for me that I didn't appeal to it as much. I don't know. And I think... I wasn't crazy on his suit in the first one. Minor detail, nitpicky, but uh, I didn't like his suit really in the first one. I thought the second movie, his suit was better. Um, and then with Toby, it is like the inverse of uh, the opposite of Tom Holland's thing where he was barely in high school and then he graduated and now he's like Spider-Man, whereas like the Tom Holland movies have only been about him in high school. Um, but yeah, I, like I think beyond the high school thing, it's like Toby... He, he just has this like natural thing to him that I think lended itself well to a Peter Parker, just like an innocent, introverted, uh, soft-spoken, voice-cracking kind of person, you know, which I think I've always kind of associated with Peter Parker, I guess. Um, and Tom Holland's very funny, and, you know, the, it lends itself well to the Marvel theme because Marvel's huge on comedy, you know, with these movies. Uh, so they're hammering that. So I think Tom Holland's the, the perfect Spider-Man for like these times, but... Of all the Spider-Man, I think, like, Toby, just, like, his soft-spokenness and just the awkward, socially awkwardness and just the introverted timidness related to me most. And uh, and I like, you know, the just the direction of him as a Spider-Man, not, you know, Spider-Teen or anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. that's kind of, like, my issue with it where it just reinforces my view of the... Uh, Tom Holland series is that, I don't know, it just feels forced. It just doesn't... Okay, I like, I enjoy it, but you're definitely not my Spider-Man. Yeah, no, I get you. And uh, Christine brought this point up, too, that I didn't even think of, but it's kind of related to what you said about the difference between uh, the first Spider-Man and the second Spider-Man for Tom Holland, because the first one, his whole thing is like, I want to be a hero, I want to be an Avenger, blah, 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 you know? And then immediately the second one, he doesn't want to do any like superhero stuff. He just wants to be a kid on vacation. You know, it's a total 180 from between the two movies, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it just feels like I don't see any character growth. Like the entire point of like, okay, Steve, well, Steve Rogers is fucking perfect, so there's no character growth there. It's Boy Scout. But um I mean Maya's has not own internal issues, but that's besides the point. But like uh Tony Stark, there's character growth. Ant-Man, there's character growth. Um Hawkeye, there is dissension, but character growth. Black um, Panther, character Black growth. Panther. I think it was a character growth. Um, no, I think he was like Captain America, where it was like he was already a pretty damn good guy. Oh, no, I mean, he has his Black Panther, right? yeah. Oh, uh, I thought there's character growth in him learning, like by the end of the movie, about like what uh, uh, fucking what's his face, Michael B. Jordan's character had said. Oh, and, fair like, enough, fair enough, yeah. So, yeah, so like a lot of this is like I feel like there's been character growth, there's challenges that we're overcoming, and then whereas Spider Man, it's like, okay, I understand that you're still a kid and you're literally the youngest member of the Avengers. But c- come on, it feels like we we've gotten nowhere. It's I feel like the timeline is still back in two thousand, what uh, two thousand seventeen when you first came out in uh, Civil War, whatever it may be. Ah, uh, yeah, I I agree. No, I see that point. I think that it just feels a little like his struggles feel a little first world problemy. I guess uh, between the three, every movie that he's in so far, you know, I'm not like. I'm never super invested in the issues that he's having, you know? Well, I, I think definitely it, it works if it was like a TV series, right? But it's like, okay, well, you've had your trilogy now. You probably are going to be signed on for more movies or you're going to be included in Avengers. So we'll see a different character you there. But we literally had a whole passing of the torch in episode two for you. Yeah. That's yeah. what my problem is. I think um, of the three movies between Homecoming, Far From Home, and this... This is shaping up to be the the struggle that he's going through that I'm most invested in just because it's relating to his identity. And I think that's a unique issue that we've never seen in another Spider-Man movie, you know, his identity fully coming out. So I think with that and, like, knowing how to balance being Spider-Man and being Peter Parker and, like, having it not danger those around him, I think that's the struggle I'm most or invested in and think is interesting to watch and then... Like I said, having Toby and Andrew like there for like kind of coach coaching them through um, and like kind of handing over their lessons, I think is like a really impactful um, and once in a lifetime kind of like movie setup that we'll have. So, yeah, most excited for this, basically. All right, fair enough. I can see that. Yeah. But anyways, we talked about Spider-Man a lot. Let's uh, get there's a lot of Marvel updates since we've been on, huh? So Sean Chi was. Almost released. It's released next week. And then there was an Eternals trailer. Which uh, which one do you want to talk about next? So I haven't seen either of the trailers. And I think my opinion of the matter will be very simple. I mean, very short. And all I can say is, is that I'm pretty excited for uh, the Shang-Chi movie. Um, right now, I took a quick glance at Rotten Tomatoes. It, critics gave it a 91. Um, fingers crossed. They're doing the full theater experience. I'm probably going to do the drive-in theater for this one. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just hope it hits like what 700 million, 800 million, 1 billion mark, whatever, yeah. like the, 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 the superstardom of uh, the, the Marvel standard. Black Widow didn't hit that, but they could have, I believe. Um, we won't talk about that, that's an entire separate topic, but for the most part, like Marvel movies always smash records for that year, and I'm hoping this one continues that trend. And really reinforces that. Like, even Captain Marvel, which I think people were lackluster about compared to other Marvel movies of the time. Yeah. That smashed box office records regardless. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it's gonna be tricky because it's like people want to go to the movies, but Delta is just like on the up and up and kind of some areas it's kind of plateauing, which is nice. Apparently, like cases are down in SF. I've heard recently, but yeah, I guess it's gonna be a question of like what's more impactful, the hype for this movie or the paranoia about Delta. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of I think gonna be the biggest factor, but um. I, it, it's also this is going to be kind of foreshadowed. I feel I've heard that how Shang uh, Chi performs is going to influence whether or not they decide to push back the Eternals and then Spider Man and then Venom. You know, um, so I've so beyond that, <laughs> I'm obviously hoping that Shang Chi does really well. I'm hoping you know for the movie itself it does really well because I've heard good really good things so far, and you just you know want a movie like that to do well. But <laughs> there's extra consequences that make me nervous if it doesn't do well. You know. Oh, exactly. So, like, I mean, there's a social impact of, like, oh, we have an Asian-American lead because G.I. Joe had an action comic book lead, and that didn't do well. One, it could have been G.I. Joe. Two, it could have been Delta. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. But now we have another um, another example of, like, okay, let's have an Asian male lead. There's a stereotype. How can we finally convince people, like, there is no stigma behind this, right? We have, quote-unquote, an American hero um, played by an Asian-American uh first time in a while kind of thing mm-hmm. how's that going to smash it next is like okay well in general box office health godzilla kong did fairly well and i think was considered a success because it was on hbo and theaters though right now people are noticing like week two week three strong tip off um yeah. and so that's the thing is that right now there's a lot of good movies out there that just aren't hitting their numbers so gi joe i mean Rotten Tomatoes critic score gave it a shitty score, but fans gave it a 70 plus score, which by anybody's book for movie standards, that's a movie that's worth watching. So, and it flopped. Like it did miserable in the box office. Um, yeah. And so tricky. that's just really unfortunate. And you're right in that it, it sucks, but officially it's considered a flop. Yeah, it's tricky. Like Suicide Squad. Sorry, did you mention that one yet? I didn't know that one did fucking well. <laughs> no, I heard it actually dropped off really hard the second weekend. So okay, yeah. Um, well, that one also had the simultaneous release, so that's that's another factor. Uh, it was released on HBO Max too, but um, and that one you didn't even have to pay for it. You just if you have HBO Max, you see it. But um, uh, yeah, I don't, Marvel. It's it's so hard to predict because Marvel is just the juggernaut of movies nowadays, where it's like the biggest thing that'll draw people in. So if any movie like can do well, you would expect it would be Marvel to be in a good position to do it. But at the same time with Delta and like people's concern about going to the theaters and whatnot, and just maybe awareness of the theaters, who knows? And then um, it also, at least it has going for it that it's not going to be simultaneously released. At least it's going to be like 45 days from the time it's in theaters. So who knows how that's going to do? I mean, you would think like maybe it'll motivate people to go to theaters more and it'll give it a bigger opening box office. But then maybe some people will be like, yeah, I'll just wait 45 days. I don't need to see it now. You know what I mean? So, oh my gosh. So financially speaking, Suicide Squad was a flop. Yeah. No, the second weekend it dropped off hard. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that's you're right. So this actually makes me more worried now. Yeah. Um, because it didn't make its money back. It spent almost, it spent basically 185. It only made back 141. Yeah. The only, the only thing that makes me 
like kind of more in favor of Shang Chi doing well is the fact that it's not getting that simultaneous release. So, like I said, maybe it'll motivate more people to go to the theater. Uh, but then again, the forty-five day thing, like I said, like who knows? Maybe I don't know the motivation of people. Maybe they'll think like, ah, I can wait forty-five days for this to come on. You know? Like, yeah, there might be a hold. There might be a strong holdout because by the time forty-five days hits, that's um, that's not the holidays yet. But I mean, it's something to tie you over before the holidays. Yeah, it's less than two months. Like, how fast does two months go? <laughs> yeah, Godzilla versus Kong, which I agree was a lesser movie compared to Suicide Squad, got four hundred sixty-seven. Mm. so i mean that was obviously it, that did well and that was a simultaneous release with uh hbo max but also it's like you said right now we we've got the rona still not doing so great for us but fingers crossed again i'm hoping hell i'm hoping for 400 million 300 million because i think then people will say like all right you know what success given yeah. the current times yeah see black widow I've heard really good things about Shang Chi from like trusted YouTube reviewers who like review uh, like stuff like regularly that I trust them for, uh, and I agree with like most of their stuff. And I've heard multiple uh, multiple people say these things. So the uh, staples that I've heard are best solo Marvel movie since either the first Iron Man or uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, and I've heard the fight scenes are just like fucking unbelievable. <laughs> like I've heard a guy who said. He was convinced they could never make a live-action Dragon Ball Z movie. After seeing this, he's like, you know, maybe they could make that work. Like, just with the how good the, like, live-action fight scenes were. I mean, I'm hoping real well. So, like, um, Black Widow scored a 369. For what it's worth, it's definitely underperforming. But that, I think, would be considered a success. Um, I Also, another fear that I do have is that, like, people in China... They're fucking dicks in terms of having people not in chi not Chinese nationals headlining the movies. Hmm. So when you have a Chinese national, they're going to be like, all right, you know, it's super pro this movie. They understand us. They're literally our people. But when they have another person that's outside that's not a Chinese national, they're extremely more critical. And so that's my fear with this movie. And so when Crazy Rich Agents came out, right, national phenomenon. But when it hit China, it was, who the fuck are you people? You're giving us a bad name. We're not like you. Mm. And like Asian Americans feel like, hey, thank you for portraying us. Yes, we're not rich, but you did portray aspects of like our culture and identity. Going back to China. Yeah, fuck you guys. Like this movie is a bad representation of Asians. We're not like this. And you think they're almost more open to seeing white people because it's like they're not related to them, you know? It's not like I, they're not involved. I mean, for, for any country, right? For the most part, like, foreign is interesting. Foreign is fun. So, like, accents. Some people may like American accents. We may think it's disgusting, whereas we view, um, or, like, boring. But then we view, like, Australian, British, right? Oh, they have accents. Really, that's just how they talk at the end of the day. Um, something as simple as that. And mm. when uh, Simu Lu first got casted, right, people in China on the internet was like, he's not that handsome. And then well, you have everybody in really, Asia. He's really, he's really not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's <laughs> a okay. lot of girls that'll fight you for that. But um, he's such a man child. He's he's like the most <laughs> he's like the most childish of any like action star I've seen in a while. Not a bad thing. He's like Zach Levi. 
And Shazam is like the oh, closest I can think of. Yeah. But yeah, so like that's that's my fear right now when it goes and because China is supposed to be a big market, two billion, one billion, two billion people there. Um, they're going to watch it, blah, blah, blah. And then it becomes a whole like, oh no, we hate it. Why? Because he's Chinese American, not Chinese national. Mm. That's that's another fear I have right now. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I never would have thought of that. That's very interesting how it works. That, like, you know, they're more open to like foreign stuff than they would be <laughs> like Chinese. It, like, it's kind of like why people like, uh, okay, that's probably a bad example. It, it's just like, okay, well, I came to watch this movie. I came to watch Hollywood level. But if you want an Asian, per- if you want a Chinese person filming this, it better be a Chinese national. Um, okay, well, we got Chinese American. He identifies with a lot of other people who's also probably your relatives. Yeah, that's them. That's not us. So then they'll slam the movie later. Mm. And so like Crazy Rich Asians did get slammed for that, whereas most people in America loved it. Yeah, I guess it, Yeah, time will tell. Like, it does seem like this movie is going to be basically what Black Panther was for Asian people, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so I'm really, really keeping my fingers crossed. I am cautious, like despite the reviews... I'm cautiously optimistic because of, like you said, the Rona and historically people in China are kind of dicks to their Chinese American counterparts. <laughs> yeah. Well, beyond the box office projections, I mean, there's the whole level of just enjoying it. You know what I mean? Like I like based on the reviews, I'm really excited because sounds very unique. And even the trailers like, if you wouldn't have told me this was a Marvel movie, I might not have guessed it's Marvel. You know, I would have thought it's like Mortal Kombat sort of spinoff, you know? Well, Mortal Kombat the... should have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the action looks very Mortal Kombat-esque, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I'm just excited quality-wise either way. So two weeks from now, uh, what, Friday, September 2nd, 3rd, something like that? Yeah. No, so. again, keeping my fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. And just think we won't be able to review it. <laughs> the podcast will be done by then. Special guests, oh no, fuck, stupid contracts with the uh, pod bean and shit. Maybe we'll do like one, maybe we'll do a Patreon. <laughs> we'll do like one-off episodes every six months, something like that. We'll figure it out. We'll see. Right. But yeah, uh, Eternals, right, cool. I, I know less about, so there's even less I can say. So you haven't seen either trailer for the Eternals? Or? I've seen the teaser. I mean, the teaser is literally, oh, they're just standing there. Not much is happening. Did you see the newest one or no? Uh, I have not, no. I can watch I'm... it on mute right now. <laughs> so you weren't like, man, that's so funny. Because the second it came out, I was like, I have to watch this. Like, you don't feel that temptation? I think for me is that it's um, it's it's like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's like, I don't know too much going on. Like, I understand the story that they had in the comic side of things. But in terms of the movie side of things, obviously, it's going to be 80% different. And so mm-hmm. I'm just going to... Sp- wait and see and that's well it. what if you do you want to we could pause the podcast if you want to watch like three minute trailer right now and then we get your instant reaction oh right and i we, let's go ahead and do that okay so that three minute animation just saw the trailer um my only issue with this is that when they're saying oh yeah when the heroes in the trailer in the beginning they said the heroes when they brought back everybody, it provided enough energy for the main antagonist to show up. I'm like, wait, what about the first fucking snap? Uh, that's a good question. 
Maybe they'll explain that in the movie. That where they're just going to gloss over. But anyways, yeah, so that's my only caveat. But I mean, with it, somebody else has pointed out is, is that, so no, overall, like, it's exciting um, having, you're basically having like a mini team up because you have so many different heroes coming out. So that's cool. Um, the other issue is that, not the issue, but the other weird part really is Kit Harrington's role as Black Knight. Um, people have like stated where, I think Black Black Knight's history is also ambiguous. So right now, Marvel is pulling a lot of heroes at this point that's very not popular or just like not popular. It's just that it's very no name. So Black Knight is one of them. Um, TVA was one of them. Um, and the Eternals are just Eternals. Yeah, no, so sorry. I don't know. I for some reason I didn't hear you all of a sudden. Oh, weird. Yeah, my I think my internet cut out a little bit. Uh yeah, I was just saying the internals themselves are lesser known, I think, too. They are a little bit, but they like they're also relevant too in terms of the lore of the creation of the of Earth. Um so that's fine why they weren't involved. Um I don't I don't think that's really big too too big of a question why they didn't get involved in um Thanos, which I agree is they were explicitly told not to by literally a god entity and there's physical manifestation of this god-like entity um yeah no so the whole black knight thing um yeah i don't know like what is his role like how important is he like what is is he going to have the uh uh ebony blade or is that getting that mixed up with a different hero from dc anyways Interesting to see how the character plays out, but it is very interesting to have him at really outright. That's funny. Your kid, the kid Harrington, was like the biggest takeaway from you because for me, he was like in the trailer for like 0.2 seconds and you could blink and you miss him, you know, type of thing. Well, no, because like I know he's playing a character called Black Knight, and I did hear that too, but I just didn't really care. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, like for internals, it's okay. Okay. These heroes. Um, Yeah, that's a. It's it's very like I know who you guys are. I have an idea of the antagonist. You're you're coming here to prevent. Was it the convergence or emergence? Yeah, I really don't even know the. I I think I'm I'm gonna be going in pretty blank. Besides what I see in the trailers from this movie, like I don't I'm not gonna look like a comic book history of the Eternals or anything like that. Because one, it could be totally different from what we end up seeing, and two, um, I don't know. It's. A thing like this, I think for the most part, they're trying to make it relatable to people who haven't watched The Eternals because, you know, it's such a big-scale Marvel movie. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really worried about the events and whatnot. I think the biggest thing I am interested in is just, like, why or, like, how these... how Like, what they know about the Avengers and everything we've seen so far, you know? Like, what their interaction has been. Have they been behind the scenes of anything we've seen? You know, what are the Easter eggs of, like kind of what they're aware of that the Avengers have done or have they maybe influenced anything, you know? Um, yeah. And it yeah. just looks looks like there's good humor. Like that joke at the end was pretty good, right? With the, uh, the table. <laughs> yeah. What is this made out of? Vibranium? 
fall collection. <laughs> Ikea. When yep. did Ikea have a f- seasonal collection? <laughs> I don't know. I, I missed that one too. But uh, even just like that line when he said, what is this made of vibranium? Like I like subtle stuff like that, like mentioning something that's been, you know, referenced throughout the Marvel movies, hearing it from this other group of people, you know? Well, I mean, vibranium is an alien metal. The only, well, only in Marvel, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, in, in Marvel, vibranium is an alien metal. Uh, um, I, thought you, since... I thought you were trying to say it's like an actual thing that exists. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's... No. In more words, an alien metal, and they themselves are um, not normal conventional humans. So, like, they would know what it is and be familiar with uh, the material. Yeah, obviously, it's not a it's not a shocking thing, but it like I like that. I like like even just referencing things that have already been referenced, and it's not a surprise that they do it. I just like that if they reference any of the stuff that like shows this is really a shared universe. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the continuity of it. Yeah, and I think the casting's good. Like the Richard Madden, I think was he was good in Game of Thrones. You know, <laughs> everyone who watches that show probably knows he had a short ending cut pretty abruptly. Um, who is he? Hey, wait, you didn't watch Game of Thrones? No, I know who Game of Thrones is, but like, who is he? Like in Game of Thrones? Oh, Rob Stark. Oh, okay. Red Red Wedding. <laughs> Remember that foot episode? Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you didn't recognize him. No, no, damn. All right. Um, let's see. The, the cast is pretty unique too. I mean, like fucking. Like on one hand, you have these like huge A-list actresses that have been around a while: Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek, and then on the other, you have Kumail Nanjiani, and then on the other, you have Paperboy from Atlanta. Like, <laughs> uh, it's just so random, but like it, interesting at the same time, you know. Yeah, no. So I think this is probably one of the few movies that Marvel is doing that has big names. So conventionally, they do have like not lesser known names, but definitely people that are not on people's radar. So like Robert Downey Jr. was, for example, one. Chris Evans was probably a big name one. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is probably one of the bigger name ones, but like different roles. I, I think Chris Hemsworth is the perfect example because nobody really knew him. Oh yeah, he's another perfect example of like what we're what what we're talking about. Like, he's become an A-list because of Marvel, basically. But nobody really knew him before that, you know? Yeah, so he's another example. Uh, guy who plays Hulk is another example. Uh, Hawkeye, kind of. But yeah, no, nobody really knew who Jeremy Renner was. Yeah. And he got a lot of bigger movies after that. Yeah. I think Chadwick Boseman's kind of a good example. Because he had some big roles, but I think this was, like, good career kind of... Uh momentum for him you know because he already had some big roles and this kind of just further added to his repertoire he definitely had big roles but i think this really propelled him to superstardom yeah good momentum you know because yeah. he played like jackie uh i think he played james brown and uh jackie robinson in other movies oh yeah no it's very popular movies it just not the first he's not a house he didn't become a household name yeah being in a marvel movie being a superhero is probably the biggest boost you can get to a career most cases Tom if Holland is another one. Yeah, yeah, nobody knew Tom Holland before. Um, you know, it's funny. You know, there's a movie co- random, but you know, there's a movie called Locke. Have you ever heard of it with Tom Hardy? No. And so the whole premise of the movie is Tom Hardy's driving. That's it. The whole movie, he's in his car, and the entire movie is him taking conversations while driving with like family members, coworkers, whatnot. And Tom Holland plays his son. <laughs> so Venom and Peter Parker talking in a movie together. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. kind, of, kind of funny. Um, 
Yeah, I'm really excited for the Eternals. I think just because the director Chloe Zhao, I think's her name, she did that movie that like got nominated for Best Picture or whatever, and got like crazy reviews, Nomad or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think visually, man, Shang Chi like visually looked cool, but this looks visually crisp in a different way, just like beautiful with the scenery, you know, and just like so crisp and distinct and like stands out among other Marvel movies. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just between these three upcoming marvel movies it's like they're each so different but i couldn't be more excited for each of them you know that's fair one's a classic superhero movie the other ones it's probably a little bit more normal and grounded and you have one that's like cosmic level yeah exactly like once for me spider-man's like each is not just like rehashing the same thing i mean there's always kind of a template to superhero movies but there's a new spin on it. Like Eternals are these characters we've never seen. You wonder where they were during Infinity um, during Infinity War and Endgame. And then, you know, Shang-Chi is like this unique kind of martial arts focus for Marvel. And we've never seen like the mythology behind the Ten Rings and the focus on that. And then Spider-Man, just the idea of the multiverse and getting all the Sony Spider-Man characters in there. That's awesome. So, man, I'm fucking stoked. <laughs> that's why I'm really hoping nothing gets postponed. So, uh, yeah. It would be a good opening for uh, the Shang-Chi movie. What's that? Um, You know that cut scene from Iron Man 3? That's the first scene. Cut scene from Iron Man 3? What was that? Yeah, the scene that was cut. So the scene where, like, the Mandarin gets uh basically murked because, like, oh, no, this is the real Mandarin. Um, Having that original deleted scene that was in the uh, Iron Man 3, I think it was included in the DVD. Uh, have that as the opening scene for that movie <laughs> eh maybe like this know. is how we're intru- introducing the mandarin <laughs> this deleted scene yeah maybe i don't know i'll i'll see the movie and see if i like their ending and then <laughs> we'll go from there but uh i don't know let's see uh let's evaluate where we're at so it's 9 20 right now we started 7 45 so uh you want to just shoot the shit for the last 25 minutes? Because <laughs> if we yeah. keep talking for 20, 25 minutes, that'll be two hours. And I feel like we've given the people their money worth for nothing, right? I think right now, for everybody here, this is um, this is going to be our last hoorah. Shoot the shit. Basically, the gist of our the podcast. So, yeah. Foundation. The bread and butter. Shooting the shit. Because... No podcast in the world features two guys just talking about shit they think. <laughs> like what we haven't done already. We're the first one that ever did it, I'm pretty sure. What do you think? Yeah, let's shove our opinions down people's throats. Yeah. Let's talk about cancel culture. Nobody's ever talked about that, right? <laughs> New There's actually one thing topic. that did come up today. Oh, God. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's, let's end on a happier note. <laughs> let's uh, let's reflect. So what have we learned in the past two years, Joe? <laughs> Isn't it, crazy suck. That, isn't it crazy that it's been two years really it feels like just yesterday you were in my room and we were giggling like little girls not knowing what the hell we were doing remember those days i think yeah so from the from day one to now when we've recorded it it was kind of figuring things out like okay first step is this computer and microphone let's go with that then it became with oh there's a lot more investment to, that needs to be done here do i want to throw on that investment okay then like towards the second half of this project i figured out okay we can do like an ad account for um a business account for instagram we can do this like i knew the best way to advertise ourselves is to throw money at it but like how much money do, do we want to throw at it or like uh in terms of like the whole 
topic of marketing, branding, a lot of that becomes really important. So even though it's a side hobby, it's nonetheless a, a hobby that requires time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever invest money in the advertising? Did we pay for advertising? I didn't. I, I didn't. If we did, I would have probably like worked a lot harder. I was going to say, I was like, Jesus, was I totally unaware of that this whole time? I know we had an Instagram, but yeah, I don't know anything beyond that. But uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I got to give it to you. You did all that pretty much. I just, I just chatted. I said, yeah, that sounds good. Cool. 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 I, uh, I try to give it my all on these topics though, man. I think we had a, we had good. I think we had a good level of agreement and disagreement. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff we totally agreed on. And I was like, oh yeah, we're aligned. And then there's some stuff for like, no, totally disagree. Let's get into this. Have a good detailed discussion, you know? Yeah, I think so. Uh, definitely. There are some topics where like, I think we probably would have reevaluated, but then there's also topics where like we did go above and beyond and really said everything we could say. Yeah. I think the number one, <laughs> the number one debate, can, are you thinking what I'm thinking when I say number one debate? Endgame? Yeah. <laughs> Infinity War and Endgame. That's always like the infamous debate I think that comes up. But uh, yeah. Um, Recurring topic, favorite movie. Oh, I just saw, I rewatched Dragon Ball Super on my housemate's 85-inch uh, TV. Oh, yeah? Broly, you mean? Yes. Yeah. And you it like has persuaded me to buy an 85-inch TV when I get my own place. Damn, I don't even know the size of my TV. It might be 85. Is it, how big is 85? I mean, that's a dumb uh, question. Have you ever seen a twin mattress? Uh, yeah. Yeah, a little wider than that. Okay, I don't have an 85-inch TV. But, well, actually, you know, mine might be that big. We Did you used get a new to TV recently? Uh, around December of last year. Okay, then, yeah. I'll, so I'll send you a photo. An 85-inch TV. Yeah. Um... um yeah, I don't know. We should, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I never think to ask you to hang out because I know we'll do the podcast, but now, uh, yeah, now we can hang out, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we don't have to worry about keeping it interesting for the conversation. <laughs> also, the way you said that sounded so forced. No, oh, no. yeah, definitely. We'll totally hang out, man. <laughs> um, that's not too far, man. Can you imagine if, like, you know, like, I don't want to say COVID was a silver lining because it wasn't, but can you imagine how exhausting it would have been if we still like drove to another person's place every single time for this podcast over the past two years? Oh yeah. No, I mean like it did get to a point where it was, Oh, we have to go through this after work. I'd rather be at home kind of thing. Yeah. I think, yeah, I can't even imagine two years of that. I feel like almost if it wasn't for COVID, that we would have ended after a year just because of that extra commuting once a week, too. Because we were doing that once a week all last year. Remember that? It was. And it just became like, oh, yeah. It was nice doing it in person. But I think proximity-wise, if we would have just, like, lived, I don't know, in the same apartment building, that would have been, like, the most ideal. It would have been a lot easier. I mean, like, when you were living a little bit closer to me, it was, oh, yeah, a little bit more doable. Now it's oh, shoot, this is a little bit more of a trek that became more of a, an obstacle. Yeah, and it's always hard to find parking around my area if you're not in the parking garage. Yeah, but, so I uh, think at the end of the day, it was there was a lot more challenges, and it's really – there's a reason why there's a term passion project does exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
I think this is, I always kind of look at this as like a nice way to shake up the day. You know what I mean? Well, for the most part, (laughs) if I wasn't too tired, then I'd be like, oh God, got to do a podcast. But, uh, you know, in the monotony of work, sometimes it's good to just shoot the shit, complain about coworkers, you know? I mean, for some people, it's like, at the end of the day, what do they do? Like, they just get together at the local watering hole or the bar or whatever. And this would be an example of that. Yeah. And you drank on podcasts a few times. So it was basically like being at a bar, right? Several. I thought about it, but then I was like, you know what? I want a soda today. So I was drinking a Baja Blast. Oh, nice. I'm trying not to drink at all till I'm doing the marathon next month, September 19th. Oh, good luck. Yeah. I'm guessing you haven't done a marathon. <laughs> 5K max. We're done. We're calling it a day after that. <laughs> I should know this. How much is uh, miles for 5K? Do you uh, know? 3.1, 3.2. Oh, so I have this thing where like I signed up for the uh, hot chocolate run right in San Diego because that's like, the only available date, and I really like the jacket. So like, all right, I want to do it with the jacket, and I want to do this for self improvement to like actually do the five k all around, giving my best kind of thing. Um, and during that time, it was right during school, and I didn't have time to train. And by the time I had to submit my like times and stuff, I was just like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm lazy. But because I have this thing where, like, because I bought it and my sole purpose was to do a 5K, uh, I've been running a little bit, mostly to, like, so I can eat whatever the hell I want later. But I refuse to wear that jacket until I've done a 5K for myself. Wow. When's, uh, so, wait, so you signed up for this? So it's coming up or you were going to do it? It's already passed. The deadline for everything was, like, sometime in June. I never got to it. Uh. Um, but because like I never got to it, it's like okay, well, you know what? Let's let's finish this anyways. Mm. Okay, let's do it for myself at this point. Yeah, fuck it. Three miles, you can do that. I'll do it with you. I'll be your I'll be your so pacing partner. What I've done is like I've been slowly over the time, like started with like a five minute jog, ten minute jog, fifteen minute jog, then to a twenty minute jog. Now I'm doing uh I'm trying to do a thirty minute jog. So today I try to do that. I did twenty seven minutes. But I was doing it in between meetings, so I had to cut my run short and really make sure that I, I made it in on time for my meeting. Oh, that's the worst. There's no worse stress than, like, not not being sure if you're going to make it on time for your meeting. <laughs> have yeah. you ever tried to go to the bathroom and sneak it before <laughs> number two? before Every meeting? time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't enjoy it. I don't recommend it. Um, but, uh, yeah, my running right now, uh, I try to do 20 to 25 miles per week. Uh, most I've run is, uh, two laps at Lake Chabot, which is nine to 10 miles. So somewhere between 18 to 20 miles. Um, but yeah, I haven't run a marathon 26 miles yet. So I'm nervous about that. But once I do that, I'll be so like fulfilled. Like my goal this year was, uh, skydive, bungee jump marathon, and then traveled to all the cities that I went to, and then Honolulu, and that's like all I need to do. I'm set, you know. Okay, nice. Yeah. Wait, why specifically Honolulu? Uh, I don't know. It's really just Hawaii, but Honolulu just seemed like the place, like in Hawaii. I don't know, Oahu. I oh Oahu. Okay, like I. Whenever people talk about Hawaii, they talk about islands, not particularly. Well, I mean, if they talk about like cities, maybe Maui, but is that a city? I don't know. But like, I never really hear people like pointing out oh i'm going to honolulu no they usually just point out the islands i wasn't sure like there was a specific intention in mind yeah i don't know i just felt like my basic gist was just like get the how the hawaii experience and then honolulu just seemed like the basic i don't know that's the first place you think of um 
So yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> Although I have to admit, I'm a little worried because apparently, like yesterday, the governor like made this big statement. He's like, "Don't come here. <laughs> like, don't travel." It wasn't a mandate, but he's like basically saying, "Don't come here till November." So technically, I could just cancel or postpone. But I'm like, you know what? Me and Christine are vaccinated. We're gonna be careful. Like 99%, basically everything we're doing is outside. We're gonna stay away from people. I don't want to reschedule. I'm going to be as safe as possible. I'm going to quarantine after, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I know, definitely uh, safe practices, stuff like that, because it's, it's just crazy hearing a lot of, like, different breakthrough cases, a lot of people saying, yeah, no, I'm getting COVID symptoms, like, but the chance of me surviving is, like, 99.9%, but there is still the 0.1% that does get intensive care slash worst-case scenario. Um but for, for vaccinated people, definitely, it's like 99.9%. Yeah. Most, I've heard a lot of vaccinated people getting COVID. Didn't fucking Fallout Boy on that tour they're doing? Yeah, it was supposed to be this Friday, actually. Is it going to be? Yeah, it's still going. But then my buddy of mine said that he sold our tickets and we should have broke even. And I need to follow up with him on where the fuck is my money. Oh, see, <laughs> you didn't like you, you didn't want to go because of COVID or? Yeah, I didn't want to go because of COVID. Uh, I just don't want to risk it uh, yeah. in terms of like there's still people in my life that is unvaccinated. So I want to be on the safe side. And also just just thinking about traveling to the um, Oracle Oracle Park. It's such a fucking chore. <laughs> Isn't it right by? Isn't, can, can't you just take Bart? No, you, then you got to get off on taking Muni, Muni after. So, or, oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Oracle Arena. You, you said Oracle Park. Oracle yeah, Arena Oracle is right by Bart, so that's... Oh, no, no, that would be less of a problem. Yeah. Four buck round trips? Yeah, sure, why not? Dude. But no, like, you're on Bart for, like, let's say 40 minutes, right? Yeah, and then, and then you, you gotta, gotta take Muni. Yeah, or walk. I just walk. I don't think it's that bad. It's like a 30-minute walk, tops, maybe, you know? It is, but I mean, like, you're you're walking back at night kind of thing. Um, yeah. There's that. Dude, you know what sucks? Have you used Lyft lately? Not recently, no. Dude, Lyft became utter shit. It's terrible. It's not a good app. Like I was trying, like I went to a baseball game a few months ago with Christine, and um, we after like we took Bart there and it was fine. And then just assuming Bart's still running, but apparently Bart like closes at I don't know ten or something like that. Like at least the East Bay trains, like they don't have any trains past ten. It's like, dude, the game ended at like eleven. Fuck you. Like keep some trains open, you know. So we're like, all right, I'll call Lyft. The Lyft app just, they changed their format. I don't know what it is. It just sucks. It's so not user-friendly. It, like, it doesn't, it's just not the same easy format. Like, it did this thing where it was, like, uh, it didn't announce the car that was coming. It, like, had, it just said a car will be with you in 10 minutes. And then 10 minutes came and then five more minutes passed. And then nothing happened. And I was like, fuck this. And then we just called an Uber. And it was, like, Uber's still the way it was. But I don't know. Lyft became shit. Yeah. That, that's one of the biggest reasons why I, so one big reason obviously was COVID, but then when I really thought about it and sat there and like, okay, COVID is uh, a, a good enough reason to like not go kind of thing. Because when I went to Giants game, I was sitting out in the, uh, the home run area, you know, where the benches and I'm like, okay, you know what? This feels a little bit too close for comfort because I'm rubbing shoulders with people. And then um, knowing that, okay, you know what? I have to come at night. Okay, coming here, not too bad. Like, I can make it work. But then at night, coming back home, uh, it's a whole entire trek. Like, it's an entire endeavor just to go in and out of that, of San Francisco. Yeah. Um, 
And so I thought about, I'm like, all right, you know what? I paid like what, 60 to $80 for the ticket. Um, I'm going to probably pay another, like knowing my lazy ass, I'll probably end up paying 50 to a hundred dollars on taking a, a, an Uber plus the extra like money I'm going to spend on merch. I think I'm going to just be tired more so than enjoying it. Yeah, we've probably gotten accustomed to like doing everything from home too. It's uh, well, no, like before it's all right. Here's a quick ride. Let's go on to Oracle, or like we go to a venue that has ample parking. Mm-hmm. Well, it was uh, going to Giants games before a pain in the ass for you. I mean, before it was a lot more like I would go after work, so I'm already in the city. So okay, all right, just uh, I'm already halfway there most of the time. The other okay. time was like, okay, I'm making a day trip and then I can cut out early or something for a concert. Like you can't exactly cut out early because you're, you're missing a lot what you paid to see. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. At least the, even though you're uh, sitting it out because of COVID, at least it was outdoors. I mean, I went to, uh, I saw a rise against this past Sunday and that was indoors. <laughs> I mean, there's a California mandate, right? Of like con- uh, events of like over a thousand people or something indoors you have to be vaccinated yeah i did actually show my vaccine card which i'm really grateful because at last minute christine is like do you have your vaccine card should we bring that i'm like i don't know should we bring it and then we did just to be safe and then lo and behold they required it which i'm glad they did because you know i think i feel a lot better if they if all these events are like require you to show your vaccine cards because that makes me feel better you know but i know that's a big controversy for some people it's funny because my housemate didn't know that that policy changed, right? And that was like already two weeks in. And he's like, yeah, for some reason, SF bars are like mandating it. Mm. Bro, have you been living under a fucking rock? <laughs> for some reason. I wonder why they would do that. Why? What possible reason would they want to mandate it? Yeah, and then he was scrambling like, hey, can you? are you guys at home? Can you take a picture? Oh my gosh, I can't get into this bar. And I'm like, uh, dude, are you? How okay, all right. You know what? You're you're a fucking child. All right. <laughs> From another child. I think we're both children. So if we call someone else a child, that really means at this a lot. point, I think we're, it's it's this weird thing where like okay, so currently right now, like I have a person that's under me that's around the same age as my housemate, right? So like a recent grad. And currently right now at my church, I'm working with college students as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's this weird thing of like I'm constantly surrounded by Gen Zers. And it's like, dang, I feel like a baby boomer. Why? Because I'm just criticizing these kids. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't hang out with people younger than me. Do you remember in high school? I don't know if you ever felt this way. Do you ever feel like people like between those four years from freshman year to sophomore year, like maybe this was more middle school, I guess. Maybe the start of like high school, middle school and the start of high school were like, I would never hang out with somebody older than me or younger than me. Like I was strictly, I segregated every age age group that wasn't in my class. You know, do you ever feel that way? No, I there's I knew people like in different age groups, so it wasn't a big deal to me. No, ah, okay. Well, for me, it was more the idea of like I would never want to hang out with like somebody younger than me. Like I was like, no, I'm not gonna hang out with a freshman if I was a sophomore. But that quickly changed, like sophomore year and junior year. But uh. Conversely, the idea if I like of ever dating a girl who was one year older, oh man, that would <laughs> that was like hitting the gold, the gold, uh, gold mine lottery, you know? Oh yeah, no, I do remember that. So like definitely that age changes, like that that age like which I'm call uh, discrepancy is like oh wow, it's very different. 
Um, and now we both are in relationships with age discrepancy. <laughs> yes, but, but I, I like it. I, I, I'm a big fan. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's interesting, and I think right now, currently, for me, it's like okay, you know, I'm, I'm hanging around too much kids. I think time to reevaluate some of my life decisions here. Yeah, I think you should. Older yep. people, all, old people, all the way to go, or the way to yep. go, all the way. We should. Uh, I'm curious too. Looking back on these past few, two years, long two years that went by super quick, somehow. What's your favorite episode? Is there one that comes to mind where you're like that episode? If you had, if aliens came down to Earth, or a stranger came up to you and wanted to hear this podcast, and you could just give them one episode to try it out with, what would you say? I don't know. Um, I need to look at our our repository of content i i don't have one do you have one uh i feel like the tinder episodes are always the most natural <laughs> talking about dating was always the most like hot button topic i think i would agree i think the first i think the first online dating one was fun yeah. because like we we said a lot and it was very fresh it was very new and that's what I think was probably one of the better ones. I mean, if we had to choose, at least from all the dating ones. Yeah. We had two guests on. Uh, that was a good one. Do you remember that episode? Oh, the, uh, the EDM one, right? Yeah, that was a solid one. I feel like that flowed well. Like, we didn't piss them off <laughs> talking about how much we hate EDM. Like, we centered ourselves as much as we could. <laughs> yeah. I think it all, that was a nice learning moment. Um, what else? Let's see. We talked about horror movies occasionally. Horror movies is a big topic. We a lot of movies in general. I think sometimes the shooting the shit topics were pretty solid. I feel like at some point we should just rebrand ourselves as another movie talk. <laughs> yeah, it just comes up so much. I mean, I think the first, I think if I had to pick one, it was the first one where we were doing the um the philosophical questions one. Oh yeah, that was my topic. I'll take credit for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a should. good one. Yeah, we should uh, we should have done that more. Oh well, hindsight. 20. I think up to a certain point, like we didn't have as many ideas. Like we did have some, but it wasn't like as profound as the first one. It's kind of like one of those things where it's like MythBusters. Like, oh yeah, we have a ton of topic topics, but towards the end, it's like, all right, we're grasping at straws here now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you get a genuine topic you're actually curious to talk about, then it's fine. But sometimes when they're forced, you can kind of notice that, like, yeah, we don't have much to talk about with this one, you know. Um, I'm looking at our episodes right now. Shows we've given up on. That was a good one. Uh, you remember that one? That was kind of recently. Sorry, which one was that one? Uh, shows we've given up on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I also love episodes where there was a total miscommunication between us. <laughs> like for what the topic was you remember those oh yeah wait i thought we were talking about this no yeah i remember one time i said like essential content to see like just to be i don't know just like to cross it off to say you've seen it once and you thought it was like kid stuff to see before you're an adult and you said like i don't know you said like pokemon or something like that <laughs> and like nothing to contribute i was like i don't know what to say to this this is so different than what i expected you know <laughs> So good times. Yeah, no, there was definitely some miscommunication there. Yep. Um, all right. What was the worst episode, Ja? Let's end on <laughs> let's end on that note. No, I'm just kidding. I think there's definitely a few episodes where like something that we weren't passionate about, right? So let like if any episodes that I like I, I was very passionate about and then you weren't able to contribute and vice versa. 
And it's like, even though we gave each other a few days to a week to think about the topic, at the end of the day, we were just, okay, yeah, we don't have much to say about this. Oh, but I care about this. Yeah, yeah I, I got, literally have no opinion about this. Yeah, I got to be honest. I wasn't passionate about any single topic you ever recommended. And I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, no, I think it's true. Um, I think generally my topics were like more fuck around in yours. Sometimes we're fuck around, but more often, sometimes we're solid too. You had a mix, you know, like a serious, serious, silly kind of divide. Yeah, no, it was because I think originally how I wanted to pitch it was, all right, we do some of the uh, the more lackadaisical topics too. Like we do some of the more serious topics. Yeah. And then it just kind of just end up being a thing. Yeah. It was a good. I think we had a good mix. There's uh, I'm looking now in 2019. God, we did this in 2019, man. Time flies. Uh, booze and alcohol. Do you remember that episode? I think that was a good episode. What was the, like, what did we talk about? Just stories with booze, like oh, drinking okay. stories. That's like the one time I was at your place when we recorded too. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Customer service experiences. Uh, what scares us? Uh, contractor life. Oh, we talked about contractor being a contractor. We did. We did have like a recording of like, oh, did we break any NDAs? Let's kind of redo this a little bit and be a little bit more abstract. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it all started at Twitter. Remember those fun times? It's interesting because like I think somebody got married recently, and I saw a few people there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you still talk to each other? Oh my gosh, you don't hate each other? <laughs> somebody at Twitter? Yeah. Oh really? Who? Uh, I'll type in the name. <laughs> Can you say the name without saying the name? Oh, I never really knew that person, so that was on I kind of talked to her towards like the end, but then like I saw other people like uh, somebody posting a, a, a Instagram story of it, and I was like, oh, okay, they're at that wedding. I didn't know <laughs> you guys were friends, but okay, or, like friends enough to get invited to a wedding like that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I gotta say, I think we're both in better positions than we were at Twitter. Remember how fucking cynical we were then? Do you feel more cynical now, maybe? <laughs> I think that's kind of the problem. So, like, not to, like, pick at old wounds, per se, but that's the contractor life, and that's really the concept of high school never ends. So, like, to get promoted... I mean, ideally, in a company, you work hard, and you show enthusiasm, boom, you're promoted. Whereas, working as a Twitter a contractor in that department barring yeah so anyway so working in that system it was very like popular it was very popularity contest yeah like, it was it felt political too you know it was like you meet the you make friends with the manager and then they'll kind of give you favor treatment you know yeah and then like i was the guy that like i didn't want to stay around because i had to go home most of you guys live close enough to here that like it wasn't much of a worrisome to go home and it just became like hang out with you was a chore, but then to get that FTE role, like I really had to kiss your ass and really go out of my way. And yeah. it, it was like part of that, like, okay, we're back in court for America. You have to understand this is adulting, but for a company that's quote unquote progressive, you're pretty archaic. Yeah. And they always had that slogan, hashtag love where you work. And I remember, <laughs> I remember one time I was interviewing for another role with the guy interviewing me who worked at the, the company I was interviewing with. Then he previously worked at Twitter at a sales role. And, you know, like 
I mean, everyone BSs on interviews, right? Everyone beefs up bullshit, you know, and tries to make it sound nice. But <laughs> he was asking, he was like, yeah, I see you worked at Twitter and, uh, you know, you know, hashtag love where you work. I worked at Twitter too. He was like, I just had to ask, what made you uh, possibly want to leave such a fantastic team? And it's like, it killed me inside <laughs> to not tell him everything that was actually on my mind, you know? I probably would have been a little bit honest. It, is, it, didn't, it wasn't conducive to my career path, which is why, why would anybody leave greener yeah. pastures elsewhere? I don't think it's conducive to any career path, <laughs> my opinion. But uh, I, I, I was more honest on another uh, job thing. He's like, why were you only at Twitter for this time? And I was like, well, honestly, there's no real growth in the company. And uh, I wasn't happy with my team. And he was like, he was such a cynical cunt. He was like the way he interpreted it. He was just like, you know, uh perseverance to stay despite imperfect conditions is critical it's just like <laughs> dude there's a difference between like realizing the team you're on is shit and like realizing like like kind of putting up with shit you know what i mean no th absolutely there's there's a level of degree where it's i'm working here i like not being uh poor and homeless so i'm going to make the best of it and then work on bettering myself and get to the next best thing. I'm not going to be here to fix everyone's problems, especially when somebody may be in literal higher management and is the definition of toxicity. Yeah. Are you talking about the recent thing you told me about? Oh, no. I'm just talking about, like, from different experiences from what I've heard from other people in general. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, on to greener pastures, we moved on. But that's what started it all. We almost called this podcast, or I wanted to call this podcast the slogan we used to say at Twitter. Uh, you remember that? What was it? We don't get paid enough to care. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was really long. It could have, it was, but it could have been, I think it would have been memorable and it could have been like a good, hi, my name is Vince. And then you'd be like, hi, my name is Ja. And we'd be like, and we don't get paid enough to care. <laughs> we could have right. introed it every week. So funny title. Um, there's this podcast that's popping up on my uh, Spotify. It's called Trash Taste. It's mostly about Japanese culture and anime and stuff like that. But when I saw that, my like, trash taste. Fuck, that's a good title. <laughs> you really think so? Trash taste? I think so. And like their their podcast is newer than ours. And we they could have, have had more that views. name. Eh. Well, if it's any consolation, I'm, I'm not. It's not terrible. I'm just. It's not jumping out to me. You know what I mean? Just like eh. I don't very like feeling very meh on it. I mean, Best it's, name. it's simple. It's literally two syllables, whereas ours is five syllables. It's like too simple, though. You know what I mean? I need a little bit more of a flair. How many times did we ha in the beginning have to restart our intro because we couldn't pronounce it? <laughs> that's why it's funny. It's great. <laughs> Makes it more interesting if you can't pronounce it. All right, oh, let's I, help with the branding. Yeah, but do uh, you do you know? Are you a fan of Jason Bateman? Um, uh, was uh, he in Arrested Development? Yeah, Will Arnett too. Mm, I mean. I, I like him, but not like I would actively look out for his content. Uh, well, either way, him. So a guy, so Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and a guy from Will and Grace made a podcast called Smartless. What do you think of that name? Smartless. Yeah, Smartless, because they each the the theme is between the three of them, they'll bring on a guest, but it's a surprise. Like one person will pick a guest for the week, and it's usually someone super famous, like I don't know, LeBron James or Will Ferrell or. 
I mean, it must uh, be nice to be a celebrity to start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, of, I was like, all these people that have like come up through the podcast ranks and gotten famous because their podcast must be pissed off when this famous person just starts a podcast and instantly has like a million downloads, you know? Well, yeah, no. So, like, people like the whole Ken Jong thing in a community and the whole like office, different people, like, oh, yeah, no, we made a, uh, uh, a podcast listen and check us out of course people are going to check you out you're fucking literally talking about the most common thing and you yourself is a big name <laughs> yeah i mean this is even bigger i think i think these actors are even more famous i think so even more so and they stopped they, they only did that for like a brief time in COVID. i feel like oh the ken uh, jong thing yeah yeah no they stopped um darkest timeline yeah i don't think they're doing it anymore i think yeah. the office like people were listening to the office one like i get it um it's the office the call classic whatever but at the end of the day really you're it's, it's kind of like telling saying like you're a twitter you're, you're a twitch streamer and you're a very attractive girl and it's like you do realize 90 percent of your fan base is because they're hoping that you they're they're simping for you you know that right it's like yeah i know all right well i hope that you know that you people are you're only famous because you're a big name and you're happy milking you happen to be sucking at the teeth of a cash cow. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people in the office are kind of, I think the guy who played Kevin, like, has a podcast about the office, too. So <laughs> if you were on the podcast, it, I mean, if you were on the office, uh, referring back to the office is the career move, I guess. Yeah, no. Oh, actually, I'm looking at the darkest timeline. They haven't made anything in a year. Damn, we're picking up the slack. <laughs> a white guy and an Asian guy. This is this is the mantle that was meant to be picked up. We have lasted longer than them. They lasted 25 episodes. Yeah, we're basically two years on the dot. That's commitment. I mean, I'm proud of that. I think this commit this content will live out there forever, right? So we lasted a good six 61 episodes, 61.5 if you count this as two episodes. Exactly. And we talked a long time, so if we divided the episodes, we could probably reach 100 with all this content if we did it in a logical way. Okay, well, they're act- they actually have two-hour content. Like, oh, they do were they? Doing one hour and 20 Oh, no. No, that's a bonus episode. One hour and 20 minutes to, like, two hours. Huh. Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. We, we did still it. have we more t- airtime than them. Yeah, two years we were here. Fuck it. Um you want to wrap up let's see our uh what's our final send-off do you have any uh lessons you want to impart on the world from the past two years any uh message you want to give out positivity to all our fans no but i do have a thank you so if you have a positive message i would defer to you uh positive message i'm just gonna shoot from the hip i think follow your passions um uh that's really gonna be what makes you a happy person in life despite all the people who tell you to be realistic or whatever uh the money will come when you enjoy what you do uh i don't know if that was relevant to this but uh yeah i don't know this was a good time we talked about some important topics feel like we uh hashed out some we learned some things from it and uh i don't know maybe this might be entertaining to someone eventually down the road one of our three fans out there that we've acquired so um yeah We've been here. It's it's done. <laughs> and maybe we'll come back. Who knows? I I think my only message right now really is to thank you for the people that did stick around and listen. Thank you for the people that did enjoy it. Um, for the feedback that we've gotten. Uh, thank you so much. Um, at the end of the day, it's 
the goal was to make it rich and famous, but at the end of the day, it just became more tedious than we thought, uh, or at least for me, it became a lot more tedious than I thought. And definitely, it was a project that could be worth, it's worth pursuing, but given uh, everything that we had, I think we gave it a good run. Um, and at the end of the day, I can only say thank you for the anywhere between four to 12 people that did actively listen to us. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't think this, I think this is somewhat entertaining. I'm not going to apologize for anything we said. <laughs> I think this could be construed as entertaining, but uh, yeah. Uh, similarly, I think we still could get rich and famous for it. We'll see, you know, holding out hope. Yeah, no, I mean, 20 years down the line, maybe somehow this becomes famous or like another five months, one year down the line. It's like, all right, you know what? I have more time. I'm done with grad school. Probably not, but Hey, let's go ahead and do this again. Yeah, all it takes is one celebrity. We just got to find one celebrity to retweet this, and then their following will pass it on and on and on, and we'll be set, you know? Exactly. We just or pick that I just person. hire a, a social media manager. <laughs> I'll pay them with, um, what's that thing that called, that influencers always say? Uh, Bitcoin? Exposure. Ah, okay. I'm paying you with exposure. I used to work at Twitter and advertising. You want to hire me? Oh my gosh. No, but also another, <laughs> like, last uh, thank you for the person who did design our graphic. Uh, shout out to you. Uh, something that I did have as my profile for the last two years. So now I got to find a new profile picture for my <laughs> social media. Yeah. Um, Show off that beard or something. Yeah. So at the end of the day, thank you again and good night and good luck and stay safe, everybody. Well, I think we were forgetting one thank you. What's the one thank you? Thank you, Ja. Thank you, Vince. All right. Signing off. God bless. Thank you, everybody. Bye.